This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperwise. If you guys want to grab Copper Crab merch, then go to coppercrab.bigcartel.com. If you would like to grab leftover Entheos tour merch, you can go to entheosofficial.bigcartel.com and I will personally send it out to you. If you would like any other Entheos merch, check out our Night Shift store. If you would like to call in to the podcast with a voicemail, oops, then call 615-420-7342. If you're watching live on Twitch right now, you can call that number and leave a voicemail. Join our Discord and you can call in live and be an actual guest on the podcast, essentially. Yeah. So up- someone, did, someone did have the guts to do it last, last night. Last night. So we'll see if it happens again tonight. We'll see if we dare you guys. (laughs) So on October 23rd, we will be doing the Beatdown Brunch. Naveen and I will be talking, speaking. I imagine that it's going to be something like the podcast. And that's in Knoxville at the uh, concourse at 1130 in the morning. It's free. And then we're doing the Whitechapel's annual Christmas benefit show. And that is December 22nd in Knoxville, Tennessee. So go check that out. Confirmed. Confirmed. Today on the get on the podcast, our guest is Duncan Bentley of Yo. Volvodinia. Yo, what's up, guys? What's going what's on, up? Man? Yeah, cheers, so man. It's great to see you. I know. Yeah. All the way from South Africa, man. It was like just yesterday the Art Spy tour ended. Yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That was a really good time. It was so good. It was like <laughs> one of the best tours we've ever done, man. It was great. Us yeah. too, yeah. It was an incredible tour. I mean, dude, it was like I knew it was going to be a good tour, but I didn't expect it to be that raging yeah, of a tour. Yeah, it was tour. so insane. And I mean, everybody got along so well, like just yeah. the, all the pals and it was great, <laughs> man. Totally. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was so fun. Uh, we, I think we thought it would be pretty good, but the amount of like crowds that were there, it was, it was, it was seriously insane. After COVID and everything, it was like a lot of people's first shows back. So they just mm-hmm. ate it up and like, it was insane. Yeah, I was, was. I was kind of wondering, are you ha- like, I remember a ton of people coming up to us and saying that that was their first show back after yeah. COVID. Is that happening again on the tour that you're on right um, now? Actually, I haven't heard that as much on this tour. But, like, I think it still is. Like, there's a lot of people only coming out of lockdown now. And, like, I think there's a lot of uh, new fans of, like, even just metal in general that got into that stuff during lockdown. Yeah. And now they're attending yeah. their first shows and, like, they're just loving it. So, yeah. it's rad. Actually, somebody said that their first metal show was the one in uh, Spartanburg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that I've heard a lot. Like, people saying it's their first metal show. Especially yeah, yeah. on this tour, too. Yeah, it's weird. I guess like in those two years, people got into metal somehow, which it kind of makes sense. It does feel like metal is like big. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's there's always new kids getting into it as well. And I'm sure a lot of them never got that opportunity to go out. Yeah. So now, yeah, they're old enough to go out and they were fucking loving this shit, dude. Uh, That's sick. I think think it seems like metal is kind of getting really big right now. Yeah. Like with the internet and stuff. Yeah. (coughs) All like the, whatever the, even, even vocal like, videos. Yeah, and, even like Deathcore and all of yeah. these underground genres are just like blowing up and starting to do really well with like, you know, all these new emerging artists and the new wave of stuff. So it's it's so rad. It's, it's super I know. cool. That's I freaking, I, I love it. And I think like just seeing it, just seeing that tour that we did was really yeah. uh, it, inspiring. It was insane. It yeah. really was, dude. I was like, we've arrived. We're, <laughs> yeah. We're there. We've made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was... 
the second tour that you guys have done in the yeah. States, right? Yeah. And what was the first? So the first one we done was in 2019 and there was like a little headliner run that we done with uh, our album Mob Justice. Um, it was a lot smaller, like v tiny venues, but like for a headliner, it was actually like a blessing. It was really rad. And awesome. uh, being back at this venue tonight uh, here in Nashville is really rad because we played it on that first run. Okay. So yeah, no, it's just been super cool. And uh, on this tour, we have like our own uh, bandwagon, like one of those buses. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So trying that for the first time, this side is actually really rad. I know. And it's actually, it didn't cost us that much more than it did on the last one because we got hotels every night on the last one with the, right. the sprinter we right. had. Right. So we're looking at the costs and yeah, it was like... A no-brainer. We're like, let's give it a try. Okay. But now after doing this, we're like, how can we ever go back? I know. I know. Well, and Chris doesn't have to drive anymore, exactly. right? Which yeah, is no. what was... I felt so fucking bad for him every night because none of the rest of you have licenses. Exactly. No, and like, yeah, that's crazy. I think Tom has it as well, but like, yeah, Tom oh. and I party hard. So like Chris right. always gets the, you know, the driving seat. Well, and Chris is a dad too, you know, yeah. so he's like taking no, he's the He's like reins. the dad of the band as yeah, well. Like, I know. Yeah. So yeah, what's so he much. doing now with himself? He doesn't have to so drive. It's what's crazy, dude. He actually like threw his back around. out, uh, climbing into his bunk because he got one of the top bunks. So yeah, tour dad vibes, bro. But he's still doing super <laughs> That's well, something man. Like, only a father could do yeah, on exactly. tour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Holy I love shit. it. Like, um, yeah, we, uh, Chris actually helped us so much when, once he joined the band because we were terrible with finances before he joined. Like, we, you know what I mean? Young, doing our first tours through Europe, like the one we did with Despised Icon. We were just like, I don't know, paying each other way too much and like just thinking we were balling, not looking yeah, at the expenses. Yeah. And oh, then we yeah. got expenses later on. We we're like, oh my God. So yeah, having Chris <laughs> in the band is just like, yeah, he helps Huge. a lot and he deals with all the finances and everything on the bus. So so. You, uh, you have to have someone yeah, to like, do Dad, that. Yeah, we like, Dad, can we please have some money? Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of people may not think about that when you're young and starting a band, like being financially intelligent is yeah. a big part of keeping your band on the road. to do that, yeah. yeah. It was yeah crazy because yeah in the beginning I, I thought we just got these offers and you know we didn't look at the expenses i remember on the despised icon tour it was through europe uh in on 2018 a bus. yeah on, on a bus yeah, and right. that was our second european tour the first one was also a headliner in a sprinter and then that one was obviously bigger dates bigger shows and everything and we're big fans of despise so it was so rad oh, but I like love when we icon. first got like i think the first uh, it was like the invoice for the first payment on the bus we were all like, oh my God, what I have know. we done? <laughs> those, yeah. those European bus invoices will fucking kill you. Yeah, and they're insane. Because I, I thought that we only had to pay for the bus at the end of the tour. And oh. then we got the first invoice, like I think like a weekend, because yeah, that's how they do it. Week, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, we don't have this money right now. What are yeah. we going to do? I know. Yeah. And there's there's also like, they'll throw in some fees that you don't, that aren't even actually yeah, on no, the offer. Yeah, no, definitely. But uh, like, uh, uh, we were so blessed because like I explained the situation to the Despised Boys. I was like, we didn't realize we were going to get this invoice this soon in the tour and it was like one of our first tours we were a super young band and they were just like okay we'll help you guys sort this first one and then we just paid them and it was like it was super rad they, they were so accommodating and like down to earth on that tour it was super cool that's yeah, very that, awesome uh, of them. that happened to us like the first time that we went to europe mm -hmm. and uh we got the first or it, it might have been the second invoice or whatever yeah. but we were in the uk and we had all these different currencies yeah so i was like we could pay we can we have enough to like just barely pay it but i don't have the right currency, currency so i yeah. had to like i went to this shop like money shop you know oh, yeah. and the guy and me were like cutting like making this deal and so it was yeah. like 
a huge thing and it was so stressful. And the currency exchanges, they are always like, oh some of them God. are scam artists. I know. You have to go to a bunch of them and wait till you get the best offer. And then you're like, I always show them the Google uh, currency thing and I'll be like, I want the closest to this. Like, yeah, this yeah. Be, yeah, I know. I it's, know. it's always insane. But it was cool on that tour. We had the dudes in Malevolence with us and they're a UK band. So they were okay. actually buying all the pounds from, from the okay. other dudes on tour. So it was like, we had our own little currency exchange with us on That's tour. Cool. How was the touring with those guys? They're so fucking rad. They're man. cool. They're super smart. Like, okay. actually, they were the one band that wasn't on the bus with us and they have a really sick sprinter. I know, like, uh, Con, uh, the guitarist, he's like super handyman vibes like macgyver like he always pimps out their vans and has the sickest okay. stuff he actually i think he built like a, a machine gun guitar as well a real machine <laughs> yeah, gun it, no it doesn't actually shoot but it's oh. like a machine gun that plays <laughs> and it's got a scope and like a laser and everything <laughs> and he tried to fly okay, or like go cool. and play a show in europe and like i think at the airport or something or like at the border they're like what the hell is this thing that's pretty yeah, ballsy just like it's just a, no but those guys that's are super cool and they actually taught us a lot as well when we were on that tour with okay them. awesome we'll meet we will meet them soon they're super cool they're super cool okay Hell yeah. cool. down to earth and yeah good that's music. wonderful <laughs> awesome yeah but i can't believe that he tried to sneak a fucking machine it wasn't even like sneaking vibes that's just flies you would have <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, it's just a guitar but yeah it's just it's a super badass that's like, also kind of fun yeah. to like have people look over it and think that it's not a guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or it goes through the x-ray and yeah. they're just like, what Holy is that? shit. Yeah. I'd be pretty concerned that they were d- that they would just say, like, you're not bringing this on. No yeah, no. What, I, I, yeah, I would be, yeah, they're just confiscated. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. And then I'm, I'm afraid to, like, bring my uh, multi-tool. I'm afraid to, oh, yeah. I've had so many multi-tools get taken away from me because I put it in my, in my backpack by mistake. Okay. I, I, you, if you travel with it in your underneath luggage, then it's fine. You can yeah. go through with it. But mm-hmm. yeah, they'll, it'll beep and they'll stop me. I'll be like, what did I forget in there now? Like, I hope it's not <laughs> What is it? Is it my knife, my gun, or <laughs> my yeah, multi-tool? I like, yeah, I'm hoping it's not something I got given on tour, something that I forgot about. All right. But yeah. then, yeah, no, then it's just my multi-tool. I'm like, oh, God damn. I had one that my dad gave me and it's just like, Phew gone in the trash you oh, no. want him throw it away just like, those are Damn. always the, see i go on every tour and i think i'm gonna lose something for sure but when it's something that's kind of meaningful Sent- to yeah. you, yeah, sentimental that's like why that. i try and just leave all of that stuff at i home. know because uh, like, I'm, I'm the worst with that i always lose something on tour on this tour especially i was telling myself i'm not going to lose anything and then we forgot the side banners at one of the venues <laughs> oh, and that's no. bob oh. that's bob yeah, so yeah. i got bob at the show oh, the one, no. okay yeah. the ones bob that you got on the ahead. tour the last tour with us yeah it was okay. those but they were already cursed like i remember we bought them for like 200 dollars, and the, on the first show we lost the clip so i had to like duct tape the banners yeah. up every show use my tape yeah no exactly <laughs> and then i lost it or left it at the venue that was like i actually you oh, didn't, no, you found it no no yeah, i i, I didn't I, I played a trick on you oh that was funny. yeah yeah i you kept asking me for the tape and i you used it and then i grabbed it because and then I was like, hey, you got yeah, that no, tape. Because it was my responsibility. I was yeah. supposed to bring it back to you after asking for it. And then I was like, the next day, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't. What did I do with it? I know. I, like, yeah, I lost the tape, I love man. tour pranks, dude. It's yeah. okay. So you got to. It keeps you on your toes, bro. Like, you should do idiot checking, make sure you don't forget shit. There weren't really any tour pranks on the Archspire tour that yeah, we did. Yeah, not, not as much as. Not a pranky crowd. Are, but. <laughs> I remember when the Archspire boys used to drink, like, on those first European tours, it would be crazy. Dude. Oh, they like, used to drink more? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, I remember okay. staying up with Toby and Ollie like late into the night. Like okay. Toby would probably be up every day, like until like six in the morning, just hanging out in the bus. And I, I feel him because I get FOMO. I never want to go to sleep. Dude, until I, I have yeah. such <laughs> bad FOMO. <laughs> yeah. I will be the last person awake on the bus in Europe. I, it was me and Julian from Gorod. We would yeah. stay up until seven Dude, in the morning. I'm exactly every the same. day. I have to because I'm just like if I hear people outside and I'm in that bunk and they're laughing, having a good time. I'm just I, like I should be there. I know. I'm like. <laughs> They're saying something cool that I'm for sure missing out on and I need to know and I have to drink. I agree with you. But the thing about Gorod that was different than me is that they would stay up until six or seven in the morning and then be up at eight yes. drinking wine and, yeah. and just looking all over just the going city. Hard, going yeah. hard. I know, like, one day we stayed up so late and then the bus had to go drop us off and we look out the window and they're at a cafe. Having All breakfast them, like, and drinking, the and they're drinking wine and, and having I was, breakfast. Like, so hungover and just like a mess, and I was like, "How is this happening? Yeah, like what? Are, these guys are built." I, th- I think yeah. the key is to just start drinking again. And yeah, it's yeah. Like the party Fucking never ends. Crazy. Hair of the dog, man. Yeah, no, but then you get home after the tour and you're just like full blown alcoholic. Oh, like, you're that's a happened mess, to me before, man. especially on those European tours because you get Same. given so much stuff on the I ride know. every night that you're just like, "I need, I can't not drink." There's just always alcohol, and then you get home and yeah. I'm like, why am I shaking right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like when we got home from that Europe tour, we we're like all overweight and just like total mess. We like, went, and we're like, all right, let's hit the gym, man. Yeah. Fucking like, yeah. we yeah. went like, full blown diet gym <laughs> mode. It was like, and then the next tour that we did in the states, which was a few months later, we were completely sober. So we did a like, tour with Rivers right. of Nile and Conjurer and Wolf King, and they don't know us as like people who party. Yeah, because yeah. we were super sober during that yeah, tour. Yeah. On that tour, we're which like, we're weird. just going strict like militant not yeah. drinking and then yeah, I think so they probably think that we're like total just like crazy <laughs> yeah. psychos no but definitely like since covid also i was like we had that realization that like you know what i mean this is our jobs now this isn't a party like so before shows like you know what i mean i'll just hit like light beers and stuff like that maybe one shot before i go on stage yeah. to warm up um but yeah no i think on those first few tours we were just like going hard of like partying all the time and before so the show didn't matter. Uh, yeah. You and Luke started the band, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, and then you got everybody else afterwards, yeah, right? Yeah. So it was. Okay. It started like a, just an internet project back in 2014. Luke was playing in another band called Your Cynical Sanity, and I was in like this just a slam project uh, in Port Elizabeth called Acrimonious Anatomization. Okay. <laughs> but, That's uh, a mouthful. Yeah, no, Wait, um, hold on. Acrimonious Anatomization. Anatomization. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, like we just it. wanted a long like slam-esque name. But <laughs> yeah, sure. So that band ended up falling through and Luke also left the band that he was in. And I'd listened to that band and they were one of the only South African bands that had proper recordings at the time. So I um, messaged Luke over Facebook Messenger. We had never met. We were living in different cities and i was like dude i just saw you left your band we're both into heavy stuff like let's just create the heaviest stuff that's ever come out of south africa and then he just trusted me it was so funny i had like this really like shitty blackberry and i was just sending him like voice notes of me just like covering songs and they were so bad like we actually pulled some of them up it was just no like just just crackling and noise and shit but he would like go around his music school and like show everybody like this is my vocalist like we're gonna do it an ep together blah blah and he went and he recorded a three-track ep with this guy named byron dunwoody and he was the one responsible 
for this good production and these songs because he was like one of the first people in South Africa that like built a cool home studio. Okay. He, yeah, he's he's really responsible for a lot of the stuff involved in here. And then uh, he recorded three tracks with Luke, well, for Luke, and it, Luke just emailed those to me. Uh, he caught a bus up to Johannesburg for like two weeks. And my parents were like, who's this kid? Like, he like pretty much just moved in. He was supposed to just be there for a weekend. And he just stayed there. And we were supposed to record the album and we just ended up partying for two weeks. Uh, And then he left and I recorded the vocals on like a broken drum mic. Well, okay. I, I mean, Broken was all mashed up and like, but uh, we recorded those vocals and released the demo, which was a Lord of Plagues. And uh, we started getting response from people overseas and we got approached by this company called Brutal Gear. I don't know, they're not going anymore, but uh, it was like a merch company here in the US. And they okay. said they wanted to do 100 copies of the EP and do our first 25 shirts because we had never released merch. And I thought it was a scam. Like, I told Luke, I don't, I don't think we should go with this. Like, this sounds weird. And Luke, behind my back, just emailed me. was like, okay, it's fine. Let's do it. <laughs> and sent him the tracks. And before I knew it, we had like 100 copies of that in the US. And uh, they managed to sell all 100 of them. Yeah, and so that, so was, that was like 2015? Yeah, 2014. So okay. that was our first like hundred fans kind of that we got out of those albums. I remember messaging each one of the customers and like asking them for a photo of them like holding the CD just so we could brag to everybody That's... in South Africa and be like, look, we have fans, like <laughs> we have them. And then eventually from there, we got approached by an Australian label called Vicious Instinct Records, mm-hmm. uh, still going at the moment, a cool guy, Matt. Um, and uh, he signed us for the first two albums for Cognizant Castigation and Finis Omnium Ignorantium. The, the blue and the red album, as we call it. Right. Okay. Yeah. But <clears throat> after that, like that was just. Uh, so wait, so those those two were mm-hmm. just you and Luke. Yeah. The, okay. Uh, no, actually, so after the EP, Byron, the guy that recorded Luke, saw how while we were doing off of those three tracks, he was like, "Can I join the band?" So he was the first person that joined beside Luke, and okay. uh, he was the producer as well so we got to record songs for free which was like some uh, something a lot of bands especially like brutal bands that side couldn't afford like because a normal studio would charge you quite a bit right. so yeah, he yeah. was like and he was doing the production and everything for those first albums even psychosadistic design but then after psychosadistic design he ended up leaving the band because he got heavy into like game design but he's still in my other band uh, Zavleg uh, okay. the band with a really long name that's how you find yeah. yeah I was like, no we call it Zavleg for short but the, the full name is acidic vaginal liquid explosion generated by mass amounts of filthy fecal fisting and sadistic septic syphilic sodomy inside the infected maggot infested womb of a molested nun dying under the roof of a burning church while a priest watches and ejaculates in immense perverse pleasure of his first fresh fetus. So that's that was amazing. Banner. I expected you to stop like four <laughs> times while uh, you were saying that. We actually had a, tw- uh, a pretty early on Twitch comment that was like, Say the Zavleg full name off the top of your head, Duncan. <laughs> That's so, amazing. Well, it's almost it's like remembering uh, lyrics. I would yeah, imagine. And you we know? actually done a Europe tour with that band, and I had oh, to really? introduce us every night, and it was like crazy because like hey guys we're blah, 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 and the whole name goes all and yeah so i had to learn it off by heart because fans were like learning it before i could and holy like, oh, shit I uh, yeah amazing. i actually so we toured with you guys I, I wasn't that familiar and then i went on spotify and i saw that you guys have like I don't know, infinite bands and projects yeah. and yeah. Like all There's of you guys so are in like, yeah, like, it's really cool. Like, I feel like, especially with the South African scene being so small, it's kind of like that. Like everybody's always in everybody's bands yeah. and we have so many different projects, but in the Volvodinia camp, like I think to be able to tour and 
pay our rent and stuff like that. We need to have like all these multiple projects. Okay. And the cool thing about Zavlig is like we haven't played shows in years and recorded anything in years, but we still sell merch and it's pretty much just my meme page now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we're busy with a new album for that band too. So okay. it's, it's just like something we have on the side for some extra money. That was another awesome. question that yeah. popped up that someone wanted to know if there was going to be new material for that yeah no so. they will be for sure we're doing gore 3.0 okay so like the last album was like 23 tracks and now we're doing like 30 something tracks for the next one <laughs> so, but we're gonna add a lot of like grind tracks in there so some of them will be easy quick ones like 10 second tracks oh okay. awesome like yeah i like <laughs> that i like that about you guys that you just want to like play music and you're stoked yeah. about playing music and that's what you fucking yeah, do exactly. all the time yeah i think yeah to be able to do music for a living you have to like i don't know branch out and do so many things like tom uh, our drummer plays for like the biggest ska band in Africa called oh. Fuzzy Gish. I remember uh, oh, really? talking and about that. Yeah, and like w- it's crazy because Tom and Chris, our bassist and our drummer, they were playing in like some of the biggest bands ever in South Africa, like rock bands and punk bands and things like that before Volvodinia. So they pretty much taught us how to tour and how to do all of the things that we do when we're on tour. So not it's be, super uh, cool. Not be total noobs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So like... Was there a scene in South Africa in Johannesburg for you growing up? Like, did you go to shows or? Yeah, no, there, there, there definitely was a scene. It's also, it's always been super small. There were some bands that broke through and actually hit the international scene. Like back in the 90s, there was a grindcore. No, well, I can't say grindcore. I'd just say grind, to be honest. Band called Groinchern. Mm-hmm. And they were like one of the first underground bands to tour Europe. They actually played with uh, Napalm Death back in the day. Okay. Uh, so Napalm Death came to. No, I actually think they, they got on a tour with uh, Napalm Death overseas but Napalm okay. Death also came to South Africa with like Bolt Thrower and they played with them and that was in the 90s okay. when I was still you know super young before I was going to shows but yeah. then later on when I entered the scene like Deathcore and Metalcore were just like you know like starting to get bigger it was around like 2008 and uh I just remember that was when all of the deathcore bands appeared in Johannesburg. And there was one called The Dead Will Tell. Mm-hmm. And they actually recorded a really sick album, which is still like holds up to this day. And they done an Australian tour. And it, I remember watching them so many times. And like they inspired us a lot to do the brutal stuff. But uh, the thing in South Africa is a lot of the artists just end up giving up because like they don't break into the international market. And a lot of them, it's just like a hobby type thing. They don't want to do it full time. So like, yeah, they'll just record like two amazing albums and then disappear. And you know what I mean? Right. Like go have kids and start a family. And totally, which there are a lot of bands like that who do it in, um, in the U S but it's just easier (laughs) to get people to hear about you when you're in the U S when you're like a, you can hop on shows like people are playing shows yeah. in the town you're in like every or other day. You can day. get in a van and drive. Or get in a van. You know, yeah. so I'd, I'd assume that there it's pretty limited in terms of how many local shows you can really yeah, do. I think South Africa, you can have maybe four uh, local shows. Two of them will be Johannesburg and Cape Town. Those will be big. We, we booked two of the biggest festivals in South Africa uh, that we started last year. It's Johannesburg Death Fest and Cape Town Death Fest. And that pulls easily like 2,000 people. We always sell out. That's uh, and That's but amazing. then we have Port Elizabeth and Durban. Uh, Port Elizabeth is where I stay, and uh, Durban is where, we, where the band originated from, like with Luke's side. And uh, there you can pull like maybe 200 people, 250. So it's like a small show. But we do have that. But outside of South Africa, not far, we have Mozambique and we have Botswana. 
and their scene is insane. Those, are in, you, those are in Africa. Uh, it's like just above South Africa. So you, you, so can, what's above? you can just, yeah, it's like you can just drive through the border and head into those places. And like okay. their scene is insane. It's like everybody's leather clad, like cowboy outfits. And like you should check it out on YouTube. It's insane. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's just like no other show we've ever played. Like while we were on stage, uh, like people were just coming to us and like throwing money at us like we were busking. And like uh, these dudes. Wait, like, like you were busking? Yeah. Like, What's, like that? Far, What's that word? Yeah, well, like like we were playing music on the side of the road. Oh, okay. like they were just giving us money. And we were like, what the fuck? And uh, five of the dudes in the crowd just came to me and like gripped my ankles while I was standing there. And they're just holding my ankles. And like they went to Chris and like this dude like grabbed his crotch. And we were like, what the fuck? Going like the weirdest show we've ever been to, and like instead of a circle pit, they all held hands, and it was like Ring of Roses type vibes, like they were okay. all like running Whoa. in a circle. But then they had this dude in the middle, like having like like a fit, like he looked possessed, and we were like, <laughs> "What the fuck is going on?" And then everybody like closed in, and they all just like piled on top of this guy. Like, just jumped on top of him. And we were like, fuck, this is insane. And afterwards, we asked them what, what happened. And they were like, no, they were initiating him into the scene. Like, what? he's just like what? a dude that doesn't listen to metal. And they're getting him into metal and, like, initiated him into the initiation? scene. proper initiation? Okay. And everybody has, like, these weird, like, wrestling, like, type names. Like, I don't know, Crack Dust and Skin Flint. <laughs> and, like, just like, and they give you a name, like, when you get there. They gave me Evil Jesus. Okay. Like, oh, You're sick. Jesus, bro. I like that. That's fucking Evil dope. Jesus. I want to play there. It, yeah, How do we make this? If, yeah, happen? no, if you guys ever come down there, we'll hook that up. So I think like six shows is max, and you do it in like 12 days. So every day, uh, every second day will be an off day. And, uh, you can do all the cool touristy stuff like the safari shit. And yeah, yeah. even oh, yeah. our beaches are really nice. Like we have some of the best surf spots in the world. Really? So yeah, it's super cool. Are there a lot of yeah, sharks? Yes, there are. Especially in Cape Town. Like there's a lot of great white sharks outside. Oh, like all the brutal stuff. But there, there's, there's nets and shark nets and stuff. In Port Elizabeth where I stay, it's not as bad. And our beaches are warmer on that side. Because the Atlantic Ocean meets the Indian Ocean uh, at the bottom there. So Cape Town's waters are super cold, but yeah. Elizabeth is like nice and warm. Yeah, okay, in, in yeah. Santa Cruz, there's actually a lot of sharks like where we used to live. And oh. it's because the water is like freezing. Yeah. So yeah. It's kind of counterintuitive, but sharks like cold water. Yeah, they so. do, bro. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I'd never, we lived in Santa Cruz for 10 years and I never swam in the water just because it was too cold. Anyway, you never got in there? Never. Wow, yeah. That's crazy. Sometimes it's so intense. Like you walk in, and as soon as your feet get in there, they just start painting. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, I can't walk into this. It's going to be too intense. Well, it's like, have you ever done an ice bath? No, I haven't. That sounds. Oh, uh, and I. So <laughs> there, we went to like a, a Russian sauna, yeah. Russian bathhouse in New York City that had a huge ice bath, and you would get in the sauna and then go into the ice bath. So oh. I went into the sauna and then jumped in the ice bath, and it's like. It's one of the most, you'll, it's like an, having an out-of-body experience. Yeah, yeah, really it cool. takes your soul directly out of it's your insane. I'm vessel. sure it must be like good for your muscles and shit. Like yeah. probably loosens you up. Yeah. Or, they I've say done a, that. I've done a beer bath before uh, in, 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 <laughs> in, in Prague. Yeah, in Prague, okay. in Czech Republic. Yeah. That's uh, way me cooler. and my lady went on like the beer bath there. And like we had a friend there from another band uh, called Silent Generation. Uh, that actually hooked it up for me because he works there. And it's like you go down there, you get an hour uh, you can either get like half an hour in the beer bath and then half an hour massage. But we were just like, no, we want to do the beer bath for the full <laughs> hour. So it's like they fill this bath with like barley and hops and all kinds of stuff like that. And you climb in there and then you each get like a big beer mug and the tap, the bath tap, 
just spits beer like so so and then they have (laughs) like they have like a score of like people's high score of how many beers they've had in the in the in the bath (laughs) so like we were just like trying to top the score and like i got like four beers in and we were so wasted like and because it's hot as it's like a hot tub so you're just sitting there getting wasted and the help that we had like uh um what do you call absence for the first time just before we went there There, is it real absence it was real like trippy real it was the real stuff so but uh yeah, it didn't end well. Like after that, we left, and <laughs> I think I, I threw up in the the next bar we went to. And we were like yeah. the only people at the bar, and I ordered. Uh, he, I think he gave me like some peach, like moonshine type shit. That oh, that's a had. good idea. And yeah, you know, let's idea. give this great wasted idea. guy and fruity so alcohol after you've already been drinking. <laughs> Dude, really bad. It was no good. As soon as I took the shot, we took it together. Um, uh, my lady went to the bathroom, and I'm standing in front of the bartender, and he's just standing there cleaning his glass, looking at me, and I think he knew. And I was like, oh, my God. And I just, like, threw up in my hand. I was like, oh, I'm no. so sorry. And I ran to the bathroom and just grabbed a bunch of tissue and, like, cleaned the whole area. He was like, don't worry. It's okay. Yeah. That, 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 that was a draw. We went to, like, the Sex Machine Museum after that. And okay. if you're oh, in Prague, go to that. It's so dope. It's like... Just they had dildos there from like fucking ancient oh, times okay. and like oh, the, all really? the sex machines and they had like a theater that played like one of the first pornos ever made and it was just giggle city. Like we were just like laughing like little cranked. kids. Like, <laughs> 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 we were, it was so funny. Do they have one of those, the hand crank dildo? Yeah, that, it's actually at the entrance. Like when you get oh, there. Oh, that's the have, first yeah, thing yeah. you see. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right next to the astronomical clock if anybody's wondering. We'll have to... Uh, Go check that out. Yeah, I yeah. want to check that out. That Prague is really one of awesome. my favorite cities I in know, the whole world. It's really cool. It, you know, so Julian from Gorod, he is like an art historian. Yeah. And that's what he does for a job. That's so so sick. he travels around Europe doing that, and I think. And he lived in Prague for a while, just showing everyone everything. So the day that we were in Prague, Julian took us around the city and, sh- and told us about all of the art and all of so the amazing, amazing sculptures and art. Or uh, Prague is like the most gothic it's amazing so sick. it feels place. like you're walking in like dark souls or something like that when oh, you're yeah. there, especially at night it's 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 insane and they don't use the euro there they have their own currency which is quite weak yeah. so if you uh-huh. go over there with like a small budget you're just bawling you're well like you know king. that <laughs> currency fucked me over in prague because i was like half drunk and not paying attention to what i was charging people no, exa- that <laughs> happened to us as well because their notes look so weird but so similar so it'll it could either be like fifty thousand or five thousand or something <laughs> yeah, like that and you just like it's 50,000 I don't know I can't remember I think we were charging like it was in the thousands for like a hoodie and then also somebody paid and turned out it was like a 500 note instead and we're like oh fuck Uh, you don't know I think they take advantage of that with touring bands oh they do I'm pretty sure I was charging like three dollars a shirt that night because (laughs) I had no idea and at the end of the night I was like no (laughs) I actually found a a big fuck that crackling man I don't know what it is fuck it Oh, it's all good. I don't know who's we'll mic is doing it. We'll just roll with crackling. Yeah. Little crackling. Cares? Anyway, I found a pile of money in the street in Prague. <laughs> yeah, the first time I went, it was like a bunch of their currency, Jeebus. and I was like, "I'm gonna grab that." And I just grabbed <laughs> it and put it in my pocket, and like no one was looking, and I went back and counted it all, and it was like it was a lot of their currency. <laughs> it was, it was like, like twenty thousand dollars or whatever. But uh, it turned out to be like 200 bucks US. <laughs> so I was bad. still stoked. Whoa, dude, just got, like, I was still stoked. I was like, I just found 200 bucks. Like, yeah, yeah. This is freaking sick. And <laughs> then, so yeah. And then I got home and I was I had that extra 200. That's not bad. And right. 
But yeah, Prague is one of my favorite places that yeah, I've ever so been to. Cool. Yeah, that happened with the Zimbabwean currency at one point. Like it went like so crazy that people were paying like two million or something for, and it was going so fast that like you'd have a note, and like in two days it's like worthless compared to what it was two days ago. So then eventually people they were like printing like billion dollar notes. Oh my god! Just like that. Eventually, it yeah. all got. That's abolished. So, are thing. you close to Zimbabwe? Like, yeah, where does South Africa? I think we're bordering uh, Zimbabwe, Botswana, and Mozambique. Mozambique is also really nice. Botswana was the one I was talking about with like the leather-clad dudes and oh, all no, that. Right. No, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. let me know if you want to. Yeah, no. So they they would have all the leather-clad dudes, but Mozambique is like tropical, like fucking I don't know, like California type stuff. Oh, but yeah. uh, it's it's weird. It's like amazing city, but like ghost town. But then the show is super packed and like. The bands are super crazy. Oh, really? So, like, when you're out and about, there's not a whole lot of yeah, people. No, it just it's it's weird. It feels like they built like this crazy big city, but then when you walk in there, you're like, where is everybody? Okay, because wow. I'm yeah, used yeah. to like being in like Johannesburg, which is like our biggest city in South Africa, mm-hmm. and when you're there, it's people everywhere. Okay, and it's actually it's quite dangerous in the heart of the city in Johannesburg, like. You get robbed and like nobody does anything, which is kind of fucked. But wow. it's like we don't go near there. Like I don't, I don't go okay. near there at all. Well. Am I correct in saying this that you guys were saying one of you live like lives in the city and there's a huge uh, fence around your property? Maybe it was Tom. Yeah, no, actually, like most of us, that's like a normal thing there. That every property has a massive fence. We actually have a, a bigger private security force than our police force because wow. people don't trust the cops. So like they'll rather pay for a security company that'll show up quicker with like real guns oh, than wow. like waiting for the cops to arrive two hours later after you're dead already, you know, that type of shit. Really? So we have like, yeah, electric fences and crazy big walls and we've all been robbed before and had crazy house robberies and all kinds really? of shit like that. So yeah, it's come, like, come into the house? Yeah, no, definitely. In like 2009, I remember it was the night Obama was inaugurated, like, because I watched it on TV and I lived in the back room of the house and uh, I was chilling in my, my sister's room. Uh, we were busy like drinking and these dudes just came in through the door uh, tied up my entire family in, in the room and really? like, emptied the whole house, put it in our cars and like drove off with that shit. But my then God. they started shooting at the cops who were following them. So the cops ended up like getting everything back, but it got put in evidence rooms and it took five years for the case to get like, I mean, they eventually got arrested and like uh, the whole court case and everything. And after the five years when they eventually got sentenced, all of our stuff was gone. From like the evidence rooms. So people okay. it's Well, stolen. yeah, because they don't tag shit properly. So I think like when you walk into the evidence room, they kind of just tell you like, just take what's yours. And then wow. you're like, where the, sh- where the fuck is my shit? Okay. But then you just end up taking other people's stuff. You're like, fuck, I need a TV. <laughs> I lost the TV. So this looks good. Fucking. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, that type of shit. So is that a thing that you're like brought up with that the cops are pretty much no good to you? And the, is the law? Like, uh, but the, yeah, like uh, it's just like they take so long to show up that like people would rather pay the private security companies. But like some of the private security companies are like in on some of the robberies that happen because oh, like, right. oh god, you know yeah, what I mean? Corruption. Yeah. So it's incredibly <laughs> corrupt. Yeah, it really is. South Africa is, but like th- we try and just stay as far away from that as possible yeah. and yeah. involve ourselves in that because like. Yeah, where we stay, we actually, we're super safe, like, at the moment, like, all of us. But when that happened, we were all, like, living in dodgy areas before the band started. And okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, so we course. can afford to not be in the shit, you know. <laughs> Wherever right. you go in the world, there's always dangerous places. I know, I was, yeah, that's what I want to make very clear about that, is yeah. that you can talk about stuff that's happening in South Africa, but I'm sure that there are 
that it's a place that people should visit and yeah, there's no, actually definitely. a lot of good going on there like, as well. And the thing I, I tell a lot of people, especially bands touring from there, is like, I know it gets a lot of flack, especially in Western media, but it's actually one of the most beautiful places in the world. It has some of the best weather. And like, if we know you and you get there, we'll immediately pick you up and make sure nothing ever happens because it's like, shit like that that happens is usually foreigners going there. They don't know anybody there. Mm -hmm. And then not realizing they're going to the wrong area. Right. And, and I of mean, course. that could happen anywhere. Like, Dude, anywhere. Yeah, if yeah. you go to the wrong part, we're in Nashville right now. If you go to the <laughs> wrong part of Nashville, you know, you're going you, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be fucked. So, yeah, yeah, it's just like it gets a lot of flack. And I know it is a dangerous place, but we never move from there, like for sure. Like, I think the cost of living just trumps anything else. Like, it's just like so. So it's cheap. incredibly, yeah. Yeah, it's really cheap to live there. And, yeah, if we can earn money in other currencies and exchange it into ours, then, yeah, we can. I'd rather live like a king in South Africa than like, you know what I mean? A peasant back the side or yeah. something like Yeah, that. well, and it's your home. It's where you're from. Yeah, exactly. So It's where my family is. So. Yeah, exactly. So you don't see yourself ever moving anywhere Yeah, I don't think so. That. But maybe like I w what I want to do is like get property there at some point. And then if I do want to move the side, I always have, you know, a home to go back to there. Absolutely. But is it common to own property there? Yeah, like actually a lot of people from America and like other countries – go and buy property there because of how cheap it is okay especially on the coastal uh, areas because it's so nice and like pretty beautiful cheap and like safe uh, at the coastal towns how much okay. are we talking like talking dollar amounts how much does like it brass tax you could probably get a nice place on the beach like almost like mansion style for like maybe 200 300 thousand dollars okay Holy <coughs> fuck. Yeah, that's pretty good. yeah like I mean, that's under a million dollars you could get a place that would cost you more than a million this side sure oh yeah okay and like so so investing just you know makes you know so much sense that side totally i mean is where it's at well with anybody you know what i mean invest in property do it yeah. do, it's only do it because then you have thing. something to your name and it's something that no one can take away from yeah, you as exactly. long as you mind your p's and q's you know yeah. <laughs> and have a lot of guns and stuff <laughs> 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 and an Especially electric this side. i'm just sad i haven't shot any guns in the u.s yet oh, oh you man. haven't we yeah. should have went to the, we went I know, we to the range, went to the range. Fuck, yeah yeah <laughs> i've only shot guns once uh years ago at a range but it's it's kind of scary. Well, you've shot, so you've shot guns. So, uh, yeah, I have in South Africa, yeah, because mm -hmm. my dad's also like heavy into that stuff. But oh, it's yeah. also quite hard to get that side. Like, you know what I mean? <clears throat> it's hard to get a license and oh, okay. get firearms there. But strict like, gun laws. Yeah, stuff. it's super strict. But, yeah, no, I've, I've definitely hit ranges. My dad actually used to work as like a, a trainer at like one of those ranges. Like, oh, really? Oh, fascinating. Like, so, yeah. are you good at shooting? Yeah, I would say. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Okay, secretly, oh, like so. a pro yeah. protege. But I'm, I, I can't say because I've. I feel like people from the U.S. probably shoot way more. Yeah, yeah depending, depending where you're at. <laughs> depending where you're at. People in Tennessee tend to have guns for sure. Because There's like no gun laws here. So yeah, it's no, it's open carry. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. uh, wait, uh, this is a crazy story actually. So a fan on this tour, I think it was in Ohio. It was the craziest thing that anybody's ever offered to give me. He was like... Super cool dude, like bought us all drinks, like gave us tons of tips at the merch table. And later on in the night, he comes to me. He's like, bro, I've got a gun in my car. <laughs> and he's like, you guys can take this thing, man. Like, it's yours. You must have it. And he wouldn't take no for an answer. I was like, no, dude, we don't want your gun. And he's like, yeah. just take it, man. Just take it. And uh, he's like, I got it wrapped in a, a cloth. And, and then the more he spoke, I was like, 
this guy's just trying to like get rid of this idea. thing. I'm yeah. not touching yeah. it. Yeah, I know. What did you do with yeah, the gun, dude? It, it was crazy. The band was like, dude, don't you dare go with that guy. Yeah, yeah. Fuck no. On. Oh, you'd get in huge trouble as well for if you got caught with it. Well, exactly. Like, and, uh, state yeah. to state, the laws are like completely different. Yeah, exactly. So. You know? yeah, that's the last thing we want is getting pulled over and this cop's like, who's this firearm registered to? And, and if like, it's wrapped, I don't know yeah. where that came from. Wrapped yeah. in a cloth doesn't sound very even mentioned like he was like the serial numbers are scratched off and like oh, okay. I was like oh okay like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, super yeah, the sketchiest not. gun I've yeah, ever heard he, of he in my life he was like just like he looked a little bit like Bob actually it's just like <laughs> this fat bald guy <laughs> and he had like this blue shirt that just said freedom okay on it. Oh, and okay. I was like He's trying to get yeah. Sure, he's a fantastic man, but like, uh, I don't know about the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, definitely the craziest thing I've ever been offered on tour. Those, those he, can yeah. send it to, he can send it to me if he wants. <laughs> <laughs> what's, this, what's the second craziest thing you've ever been offered on tour? Oh, fuck, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think. Mm. It's usually pretty run of the mill for people out there. Like it's weed or a yeah, drink exactly, or a definitely. shirt. You know? No, actually, on the last tour, I got given uh, a, a cat fetus in a jar. <laughs> and uh, uh, Duncan, I was like, this is so sick. This is awesome. And then uh, uh, our guitarist, Chris, he's vegan. The same chick, like, I think she works at a vet or something. And she was like, these got ab aborted. So that's why, like, she put them in jars. But anyway, so it was in a jar with formaldehyde. She offered Chris one as well. And he was like... What? He was mortified. He was like, I don't want this. Like, what the fuck? Do and I kept mine. No, yeah. no, I kept mine. I couldn't fly home with it. Uh. But I kept it for so long. And eventually the band found it somewhere in the van. Like, I think it like fell out my bag and rolled. And they were like, Duncan, what the fuck? Like, why did you keep this thing? I was like, don't, it's mine. But I ended up giving it to this band from Florida called Poon Tickler. Uh, Poon Tickler. Yeah, good friends. That's of mine. a fantastic name. Yeah, That'd be kind of cool if it was like. Another couple band. Like oh, really? Thing, this thing that you just. Like you, it always is on tour. So yeah. one band gives it to the next band. Oh yeah, it's like a, a <laughs> handoff in yeah, like a race, a baton. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, because they lived there. I was like, you can take this home because I don't want to fly home with that. I can't imagine because we usually go via Dubai, and they'd be like, what the fuck is this? And yeah. I don't know oh, what yeah. that liquid is if it's flammable, or like uh, yeah, right or not. So I was just like, oh, I couldn't take it home. But it was so bad. Was, he actually sent me a photo of it on like the stand next to their TV and he was like, when are you going to start paying me child support, bro? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know, dude. I'm sorry, man. Chani, would you keep that? Yeah, I'd keep it. I'd keep Even that. though like it's, it's not totally like I'm... It's more medical. Like, yeah. You know, if it was just... Yeah. And it wasn't like... It wasn't murder. They didn't yeah, like torture yeah. it first. As long as they like, didn't do that, I, I would totally I be down know what, for they it. Usually you know what? They usually probably just throw it in the dumpster otherwise. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's actually right. like a good thing. So Chris should have <laughs> yeah. kept it. That's actually probably the most vegan it's thing to do. Yeah, he's mortified. Yeah. He's mortified. And even the other members in the band, they're like, dude, just get rid of this. And I was like, no, I can't. I'm going to give it to someone. <laughs> and we tried selling it at the merch table as well, like signing it. That oh, didn't, didn't go down work. well either. I'm really surprised. Like fans walking up, ready to buy merch, see the thing. Walk away. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. That's so it looked kind of scary then. Yeah. The lawn dealer was like, dude, take that thing off the merch table. <laughs> <laughs> was like, you know, it's funny, Duncan, just think, uh, thinking about the word poon tickler. So before we went on tour <laughs> together, we did a podcast episode where we were like going through and looking up the meanings of the names of the bands on yeah. the Arch Spire tour. And Volvodinia like actually is what you would imagine it being. <laughs> yeah, so I am curious. I know this is one of those questions, <laughs> but like what 
Why do you guys name the so, where did it come from? We were super influenced by like uh, Ingested and Acrania, which is another UK band. And totally. they were like one of the first ones to mix the soul slamming brutal death metal with deathcore and stuff. Yeah, the vocalist uh, of that is his name's Luke. Lou, yeah, Luke Griffin. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. fucking sick. Yeah, he he has like a hip hop project now called Shush, which is like his new thing. They're super cool. But anyway, so like we we saw Acrania is like this medical condition where kids are born without proper like skull bones or something like that, and their faces are like really sunken in and stuff so we're like that's brutal we should probably name our band after a medical term as well so we were looking at like just all these crazy medical terms and we came across <laughs> Volvodinia and we were like that's fucking brutal dude. <laughs> that is br- let's take that and uh, yeah we've actually caught some flack in, in the past like by women who actually suffer from it like messaging us but like we, we've also done whenever we do like a charity thing or when we we always donate to like the National Volvodinia Association of Canada that's wow, that's that's fantastic. we even like this was Trevor's idea actually from the Black Dahlia murder he was like you guys should release a shirt that says my pussy hurts on the back did you and do we were like that's so awesome so th- that was the first charity run that we did we released just a shirt that said my pussy hurts on the back with our logo oh, and we go. gave I think it was like 25% of, of the proceeds to the okay, NBA so good oh, guy that's amazing so, like, yeah when those ladies hit us up we're just like we're still spreading awareness for the disease we're still trying to help out where we can I mean it's 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 not often a death metal band like donates to the disease they're named after yeah very true <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a way to flip it on the haters yeah definitely yeah, like, hey, dude, what, yeah. Are you, what are you doing <laughs> yeah, no, that's no, amazing. It was really right. With that Prunetickler band, I actually uh, I created an AI-generated music video for them, and that's how I met them because oh. they they saw all the AI-generated art I was doing, and they were like, "Can you do a music video for this?" Because they have a song called uh, "Fuck." I'm trying to think of the name now. Something like. I want a donkey in my ass or something like that. And it's like about a donkey raping a woman. <laughs> and like they wanted this in a music video, but they wouldn't get taken down from YouTube. So I was like, if it's AI generated, it's just going to look like a blend of just like donkey dick and skin and all kinds of shit. Right. And like, that's exactly what they want. So I created like one of the first AI generated music videos. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, it was cool. Like, and now the, it's advanced so much that you can create some insane looking stuff. Uh, hopefully I get hired for... Uh, a song that isn't as hectic as that. <laughs> as yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I saw an AI generated music video like a week ago. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking insane. It's just all the images kind of like floating oh, yeah. and yeah. molding. And yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, because like, I think it's almost perfected AI generated images at the moment. And the next big step is AI generated video. Mm-hmm. You even get like AI generated music at the moment. And I've actually, oh, yeah. I worked with this uh, group called Databots. And they were like one of the first AI generated bands. Uh, and they would take hours of like different metal genres and actually teach it to neural networks. And they would take what it spat out and put that on Bandcamp. And I actually found them because they have an infinite live stream on YouTube of a bot that's trained on all the Artspire songs, creating new Artspire music as we speak. And it's like, <laughs> I swear, it's the most insane shit ever. What's dude. that called? Uh, wow. Databots. Okay. Databots. You just type in Artspire Infinite Livestream. And th- it sounds so close to like, well, it's still pretty raw, but like that technology is improving every day. And they, there's an AI song contest that happens in Europe every year. And uh, they approached me because they came to a show on the last tour. I think it was in Brooklyn. And uh, they were like, dude, we want to train an AI bot on all your vocal tracks and use it in the song. And the song's called Nuns in a Mosh Pit. 
and I, I, AI generated the artwork as well, like all these nuns marching and shit. And so I sent them all of my recorded tracks that I'd ever recorded uh, off my door. And uh, they ended up just uh, putting that through this bot. And it's so insane listening to the track because it's like my voice, but it's not me. Okay. And wow. it's kind of like digital immortality because if it advances enough, one day before we die, we can just give an AI everything we've ever recorded and it will be able to create new songs, like new NTOs tracks. Oh, yeah. Uh, I long mean, after you're dead. Let's go. We were, we were talking about this kind of last <laughs> week. We were talking about this kind of last week with programmed drums and wondering if you could, like, about programming vocals. And this yeah. is like that yeah, to yeah. the and extreme. Like, degree. even with GPT 3. Uh, which is OpenAI's uh, text bot, like just text, like it's trained on all the text on the internet. You can actually feed it written music notation, like just a section of a song and say, finish the song, and then it'll write the rest of the song for you. So it's, it's, yeah, it's getting really intense. And uh, like Jukebox AI is the one that does the music stuff. And you need to go and check out Databots and that song, Dance in a Marsh Pit. Like we, we, and we got to like the top 10 on that AI song contest. We sadly didn't win, but the song is super weird. It's like, yeah, I got it. I, yeah, I know, I'm yeah. excited to check uh, that out. And uh, yeah, so now it's like next step is uh, AI generated video. And after they've perfected that, I think it's, it's going to be like AI generated VR worlds. So like, once new, once you have Neuralink, you know that thing that Elon Musk is currently right. uh, doing. Like you'll be able to just like close your eyes and be like, "I want to be in Paris on fire," and you'll literally be there, and you'll be able to smell it, see it. Like it'll be really intense. So I think that's the future and digital immortality, like being able to upload our consciousness into this neural network that can be us for the rest of our lives, even though we're dead. Yeah, so there's sad. a there's a show on like Amazon Prime or Hulu that's called Upload. That's yeah. about that essentially, but it's just people who have uploaded their themselves yeah. into like this nursing home uh, type of yeah. world. And it's that, but it's kind of a limited world. So but they can only. There's a lot of scary things about it. Like you should also check out Black Mirror. On, of course. On of course yeah, yeah. Like there's that one episode Super as well sick. where they like put the. Uh, uh, I think this this chick's husband dies and then he uploads yeah. his consciousness into yeah. her head but then she falls in love with somebody else and she doesn't want him there anymore and she pretty much just turns off his ability to talk and he's just forced to see everything that she sees like him falling in love I mean her falling in love with a new person and everything and eventually they take his consciousness out and put it in like a teddy bear and yeah, then yeah. he just fought, and eventually he gets <laughs> dead by his family, and he's just like this teddy bear, just stuck. He can't move, can't say anything, and that's yeah. like that's pretty scary. Oh yeah, it's but like I, I doubt you would actually know what's going on. You'd be dead, but it would just be what the AI can copy of you, your yeah, the essence yeah. of you. Like. Well, I mean, it, it, it makes it does make yeah. you wonder, like, where is the morality going? Like, are people going to be concerned with? M- morals and like yeah. ethics what ethically is okay because there's for no us to soul in people. it really there's like you, the soul dies when it comes to that thing and right. you know there's a lot of like even with that jukebox ai now it's, it's gotten to the point especially with normal music that it sounds super real you can be like i want elvis presley singing these lyrics in the style of blink 182 mm-hmm. and it will literally generate you a really? song like that you can check it there's yeah, a lot of them that's on YouTube insane now. and yeah that's uh, like you said you never know because where does the copyright thing come into this because it's like a lot of people's artwork, even with the AI generated stuff, but like even artwork that we create, like if I had to paint something, that art that I paint is, is just an influence of everything I've learned yeah. from. Absolutely. Other human beings. Yeah, yeah. That's why. So you, I was telling you before the podcast that you are how I found out about AI art because you were posting yeah. about it. And I saw some people, you know, people have opinions yeah, about yeah. AI art. 
I personally think it's an amazing thing. And we've talked about this on a podcast before that it's just like a tool. Like you were saying, we are all just products of all of the things we've experienced and done in our lives. So how is that? uh, AIR, I don't see as being any different. I also see it as being a thing that people can use to improve how they're doing Doing away from the AI. No, I think the thing is, uh, it's just scary to a lot of artists because, you know, back in the day, if you wanted something, you know, like album art or something like that, you'd have to go to like a very select few people who could do that. And this puts art into the hands of like the everyday normal person who can, you know, articulate the art that they want to see in words, but they can't actually paint it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, it's really rad that it's putting that into the hands of new people, but it's exactly what happened when like the camera was first invented. Uh, Portrait artists were like, this isn't real art. Like the camera's doing the art. And that's the same flack that I've caught. Like people are like, this isn't your art, this is the AI's art. But the thing is, if I wasn't putting those prompts in then and generating multiple images, I wouldn't be getting the art. So whether they like it or not, it's still my art. I and uh, Adobe is that. actually trying to acquire some uh, text-to-image AI generation stuff, so like to incorporate in Photoshop. So eventually, once it's incorporated in Photoshop and people are just typing in words there, they won't even realize it's an AI doing it anymore. Yeah, and uh, so it's like, But yeah. also it's like, here's the thing about art. Every brain is going to produce a different kind of art. And that's yeah. why art is so fantastic and that's why many artists thousands millions of artists millions of musicians and people can exist and do something that's maybe in the same lane but also make a living off of it just because ai exists it doesn't make your art any less valuable exactly it's pretty much just a tool like like a camera (coughs) or like photoshop or like your ipad doing digital art it's just another tool to get to the final product The, the thing that pisses people off is just how quick it is yeah, like yeah it of can, but that's because AI is like a million times more advanced than the human brain. Like we can only take influence from like a few artists that we've seen mm-hmm. where this thing is trained on every single artist that's ever existed. Right. So it's like, it's like so advanced it that artists really are just sick. like, yeah. why am I spending 40 hours on this <laughs> fucking drawing when I can just type it in here and get the same yeah. thing. So, but I think real art will never die. Like never. people still want, and like a lot of the AI stuff, especially back in the day, it was like, what, what back in the day, I'm sorry, but that's like six months ago. <laughs> yeah. It just looked so, you could see immediately that it was AI generated. Whereas now, now, like even while I was on tour, like I, I didn't go on for like two weeks, started generating some stuff and they've already improved the neural networks and it looks so fucking real. It's just yeah. like, what the fuck? So it, it's super cool. And it's a rad tool for also for people to deal with grief and shit like that. Like I've seen a lot of people like creating cool art for people that they know that have passed away. And I managed to do that as well for my bunny that passed away on this tour. Oh, so yeah, I was I like, yeah, it's cool. Like for dealing with grief or just yeah, putting art into the hands of people who wouldn't be able to do it otherwise. It's yeah, super yeah. cool. Oh, absolutely. And art, I think that all of us can relate on this. It's an incredibly cathartic thing to yeah. do. Like that is a lot of why I play music, a lot of why I draw and yeah. do everything I do is because it's a complete catharsis. It's how I channel any emotions that I'm so going true, through. Yeah. So that is just a tool for people who may not be able to paint or yeah. do whatever else to create something that is cathartic for them. And why why would you 
hate on that. No, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I think it was just the fact that people were scared. Yeah. Like, because yeah. most of those artists that goes. were like giving me shit when I first started doing it are all doing it now as well. Of and course. like you said, like <laughs> as an artist, you can take cool influences or create like, like I know a lot of artists uh, spend like hours creating like backgrounds for like images that they, that they draw. Now you can create an instant background and just fill it in or like cut pieces. And yeah, it's just, yeah. it's such a cool tool and people shouldn't be hating on it. It's like really, it's like such a cool advantage for humanity being able Agreed. to do shit like that it's oh, kind of like when the bedroom studio thing came out you know like yeah the program drums and the amp producers simulators like, and yeah. all that stuff yeah so producers were like super pissed about it yeah but the thing is it's come to a point where it's just totally integrated yeah and everyone just sort of accepts it exactly and, and if like you think about it how how much good music has been made exactly since the home studio was exactly invented. i mean no it's like that's kind of why you have bands like periphery and stuff like that yeah. you know like they came out of that eruption yeah. of all that type of stuff and for me i'm like way into it you know it's like i yeah. want to hear it i want to hear stuff that i think is really creative and cool no matter what i mean exactly doesn't matter definitely. who made it to me like i feel like even like i said in south africa it's so expensive to book a studio that like a small band like us when we were in the back back in the day wouldn't be able to afford recording good tracks so like yeah. if we didn't have home studios we wouldn't have like yeah, yeah wouldn't be here right now exactly so i mean it like opened the door like if you think about music if you like as you go back further and further it's like fewer and fewer people yeah. were able to make good like only music. people with money like you yeah. know what i mean that type of thing that gives it to like every person like who could maybe not afford it back in the exactly. day and can now can put out the art which Me is too, yeah and like when i first just when i found out that that was like a thing you know like oh you can program drums and you can record i, I was like dude this is fucking revolutionary <laughs> yeah. dude a anybody can do it and but the thing that's funny about it is like people are still commissioning you to yeah. do art yeah exactly so it, it that is proof that it's not like anyone can can well i guess it's like yeah, everybody can do their own thing but there's still going to be style differences between each definitely because yeah. like i said it's trained on almost every style of art every artist so yeah. like there's infinite possibilities of what you can create and that's what's so cool about it so like even if somebody else starts doing the ai art my art still might look completely different because it's it's all the art of the prompt you know what i mean and those secret yeah. keywords that everybody uses to get you know the final product but it's so cool because it's also giving bands who could never afford good artwork and stuff the opportunity to have like the sickest shit for like I next love to it. nothing, right. I love, I, which pisses I love a lot of people off. But like, I mean, if I was a band from a third world country and I couldn't afford good art, I'd be so happy having something like that. Yeah. Well, also, why would it piss me? people off? A part of playing music is the like inclusion part of it. The yeah. we, I enjoy that everyone plays music like it's tight because then you can feed off of what they're doing it's direct inspiration yeah, exactly. and it makes everything better yeah it really like uh, uh guitar players that are insane that exist right now wouldn't exist without someone from the 70s having pushed stuff that, forward exactly, and all of them kind of fighting yeah. yeah so what i i don't see what harm like pushing something well the forward same with like program program drums made drummers like way better yeah you know yeah. like i wouldn't be playing the stuff i'm playing now if i hadn't have heard it programmed first and yeah. i'm like fuck okay well i'm gonna try to do that yeah i need know? to do that exactly yeah. so live it's like yeah that's obviously a whole different thing yeah. but i think having the the technology infused with the creativity of everybody yeah. it's it's nothing but good it's I mean, the, it's the natural evolution of man like yeah. i think yeah. like we're gonna evolve 
this AI is going to completely, you know what I mean? Like outdo us in every way. And we're going to just assimilate. So like, it's going to be yeah. like either the richest people in the world are going to become cyborgs and the AI is just going to wipe us out or like who knows but this is what the new Volvodynia track is about that's also oh, yeah. I'm, I'm plugging that uh, awesome. we, we're dropping a new single uh, okay. at some point this year okay. uh, yeah. called Artificial it. Divinity I want to hear it, it here first well, I mean, I and, hear it. Uh, are you playing it tonight? Um, no I wish, I oh, wish. I wish we yeah. actually just finished recording it before we left for this tour and that was uh, we were trying to shoot a music video for it but we're going to do it when we get back I'm going to actually AI generate parts of the, the music video the Very artwork cool. is AI generated the okay. song's about AI taking over and <laughs> I'm, it's, I'm it's, it's super cool we just like boom let's go on the forefront of the AI yeah, yeah, I yeah you really are how did you find out about it in the first Dude, place like pretty much just last year I remember seeing uh, some of the first AI generated stuff using um, uh at that time, it was just like we were using Google Colabs and uh, something called uh, it's VSRGAN or something like that. Uh, I might be wrong there, sorry. But, uh, and that was just running locally off of my computer and that could only create like these really small images. And then uh, MidJourney started, which is like the main platform that I use at the moment for my images. And uh, they just had the best quality stuff. And I moved over there during the private beta still. So I made tons of images, thousand for free. And then it became a paid service. So I'm like, yeah, I, I've been doing this for like way before anybody else was doing it. Which oh, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Getting into the private betas and stuff. But even Dolly 2, that's OpenAI's text-to-image generator. And that one's super insane, like so realistic looking. And yeah, it's, it's well, cool. so does that one I'm, have a Dolly vibe to everything that it produces? Is the thing with Dolly uh, is that... Whatever you create, you don't own the copyright to. Okay. Whereas on Mid Journey, whatever you create, you own the rights to. And um, okay. you can create stuff privately so nobody else gets to, you know what I mean, steal your artwork. Yeah, which and is, that's but the, the, the... The best thing to actually do is do it locally. Um, because if you're doing it locally on your own computer, nobody else gets to see it and it's like your own. Whereas I'm using servers <coughs> that Mid Journey right. has created at the moment. So, all right, to, so to do it local, you have to... Just have a beefy PC and a good graphics card. Got it. Uh, and even if you don't actually like because I don't have that and I use Google Colab which is like the service that Google gives you where you pay $10 a month and you can run code off of Google's computing power so you can just have an internet connection and run uh, these oh, okay. uh, Google Colab notebooks and they have like insane and, and every notebook is like a different AI so like you get an AI for removing watermarks you get an AI for like creating video AI for creating even like those uh, videos where you see like artwork moving and talking and stuff like that that's all AI so it's like it's really cool there's uh, so many things you can do even upscaling images uh, color colorizing black and white photos um, oh, I've seen people do that. Yeah, so that's where they're doing it. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, $10 a month and anybody can do it. You just need to watch some tutorials on YouTube and stuff like that. That's fucking awesome. I love technology. <laughs> I have to check so, that out. It's incredible. Living in the age of the matrix, <laughs> yeah, you just plug into YouTube and we're like, let's go. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that something, have you been into technology your entire life? Or? Definitely, I think so for sure. But like, never this intense. Like, it really made me feel like a hacker when uh, I started using those Google Colab notebooks because it's all code. <laughs> Like Python code. Oh, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay. my wife would walk over to the computer and she's just like, what's going on? It's like numbers and shit. I'm, like, I'm generating <laughs> images. <laughs> yeah, it was so sick, man. 
which you're newly married. Congratulations, yeah, thank man. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. How does it feel? It feels amazing. Like we've been together for 12 years. We were supposed to oh. get married during COVID. Us, where it's literally same no, story. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't pulled the trigger yet. We were supposed to get married during during the COVID thing. And then uh, yeah, we had 2020. For, for us, it was actually quite a blessing because like our overinvited, like we, we had yeah, way yeah. too many people coming and I was looking at the expenses and I was like, I'm going to die. That's Dude, awesome. And then COVID hit and we were... had to postpone and we just ended up doing like a small ceremony on the beach with just family and the band. You're, you're literally speaking about our lives right now because <laughs> we well, we overinvited to an insane degree. Yeah. No, definitely, guys. The only thing that matters are the photos. Like just, just, just get a couple uh, good photos. Get true. the family there for the ceremony and just take the the, the dress and the suit and like travel yeah. over the world and just get those you know get photos. those photos. Just CG the photos and then. Boom. I know we're gonna be hitting <laughs> you go, up. Bro. We're gonna be hitting Put you your up. Faces in AI generated. Let's go. <laughs> Wedding uh, in Prague. All right. So, do we have any questions? Oh, yeah, we, we should, should probably hit some questions. Yeah, let's hit some questions. Been, oh, yeah, we're at an hour. <coughs> uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounced his name, uh, but Ben Tells. Yeah, okay. uh, it's Ben, ben Tolls. Yeah. Is he gonna yeah. go to the show tonight? We actually, of course, he is. We yeah. make fun of him because we're like, we call you Ben Tolls yeah. behind your, your back. Last name is <laughs> <laughs> you guys mentioned that, and then I couldn't remember which way his name. Yeah. <laughs> it's Tolls. It's Tolls. Uh, but you want to ask Duncan if you guys were having a tornado beer race again tonight? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yes, Ben. Let's <laughs> go. Let me have a Topo Chica. <laughs> what is a tornado beer race, Duncan? So pretty much we were just doing that little trick. I saw it on, on, uh, on TikTok for this like Australian dude. He's a G. I don't know what his name is, but like dude with a mullet. And he just like kisses the beer and then does this twirl like tornado thing. And then it instantly just shoves the beer down your throat. Like, okay. You can oh down God. beers really easily doing that. And yeah, last time Ben and I were together, we were like just... Nailing that, trying to do it. <laughs> I know. I have a horrible feeling okay. that tonight is going to be like a party because it really everyone is, is it's going. A, it's yeah, reunion. There's a lot of freaking people. Yeah. Reuniting because yeah. it's like Entheos and Fairy Boys are going to be there yeah. as well. And it's, yeah, Volvodinia it's awesome. boys. Oh, just missing I'm, the Heart Spire boys. I know. Uh, it's like I know. The whole Canadians. Together. I know. That's it's true. That's be amazing. true. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be so fun, man. I'm excited. So uh, I might be doing a tornado swirl or whatever, beer, whatever you're you, you saying with to. you as well. You have to. Yeah, we, we just need to find like it, it, it works best with like a normal glass beer bottle. Okay. It needs to have that neck, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yep. Of course. All right. Uh, next question. Harry. <laughs> Bald daughter. Bald daughter. <laughs> BDE. <laughs> Do you get this, Duncan? His name is Harrison. Harry son. So last night I was like bald, bald daughter. daughter. Let's yeah. go. That's it. And then Cheney thought of BDE bald daughter energy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did he say whatever? Next question is: What's the hardest part uh, to get ready for a show? Um, I don't know. It all depends on the show. Like. I feel like a lot of these tours, I, I don't get nervous anymore. Yeah. But like for big like outdoor festivals or like big European festivals that we play where you're like looking at a sea of people. Yeah. It's like that's when it gets really scary. So I don't know, I still get nerves sometimes that I have to deal with before going on. And that might be the scariest thing. Other than that, I don't know, it's probably my urge to just drink and get too fucked up before we go on. <laughs> like I just got to fight that urge and then <laughs> yeah, play the show the and then it's party time. After. That's what's awesome about being second in a lineup. Which you yeah, are tonight. You, exactly. is you headlining can is scary because headlining you just need to and by, keep it together for a you long play, you're so time. Tired, you we, were, we were talking about that last night. I think direct support is the ideal slot. 
because yeah, really. then you're you get the crowd, yeah. but you don't have the pressure. I of do. Being it a really headliner. is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. But then the one downside is like sometimes you don't get a sound check. Yeah, well, just got to do a line. Rarely check. get a sound check. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Like, that's the only yeah, downside to being it. in like the middle of the bowl. But yeah, I, I get you for sure. So you're just going up there and just naked. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I hope that the, the yeah. sounds dialed yeah, in on no, this first but, song. Yeah, I guess with like a good sound guy, then you always sort it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys? Are you? Do you have a sound guy on, on this tour? tour? We're working with Mike, who's uh, like the TM and works with a Ponder Burning Body. Okay, super awesome. rad dude. But I think like. The goat was definitely working with Marshall on that last one. Marshall, Marshall is. Marshall we try to lock Marshall down for he's everything. He's so good. Yeah, he's like, always amazing. And then also, know. like, we worked with this guy named Stephen Kent in the UK. He was fucking amazing. Uh, okay. He was with uh, Venom Prison uh, okay. and Fit for an Autopsy when we toured with them. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That was super cool. Mm -hmm. um, cool. Yeah, we've been blessed with, like, a lot of good sound guys along the way. And we have a guy in uh, uh, South Africa, Chris Norwood, that we always use as well. So I think if we ever tour with our own guy, we're probably going to take him. Chris Norwood, that's yeah. the guy. Yeah, he's cool. Guy, yeah. South African guy. Yeah. Okay. It's always cool. also like it is nice to to hire other bands sound guys, but it's always nice to have that guy that's like as dialed into your sound as you yeah, are. Yeah. Definitely. You know, who for knows sure. every place to like uh delay the vocals. Yeah. Hit on a delay, hit on a sick I fucking I love that drum. so much. Like, yeah, Marshall was definitely on it. I never had to ask him for anything. Like I feel yeah, after yeah. the first two shows he has it locked in and it's just like boom, yeah. perfect. Every night. Awesome. I know and you know, Every night when we go on stage, all of us as bands, we're going up there. We can put our heart into everything, but we never actually know how we're going to sound unless we have six sound guys with yeah. us. And with Marshall, every night when I would watch like Instagram videos, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yes, he we so sounded good. amazing. Like, yeah, no. I'd even like, especially, I, I start getting like fatigued after a few songs and I've noticed like my volume will drop slightly. Marshall yeah. would even turn me up a little bit. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. like I was dialed. like, damn, bro. Fucking dialed, dude. I know, because my highs will be like exponential. I'm, I have super loud highs and my yeah. lows are high, but they're, or are, my lows are loud, loud but yeah. they're not as loud as my highs. Yeah, I get so you. Marshall will like dial yeah, back. Yeah, and you'll like highs. nail that compression, so you never have to worry about it. Because that happens yeah. to me with my gutturals. Like my gutturals are a lot softer than my my, my highs, mm -hmm. and like I just noticed it would be perfect. Like I wouldn't have to like try and you know dig into the mic to make sure my gutturals are being heard. <laughs> right, and, like, yeah. That was super cool. No, he's he's the man. And you guys, you had in ears on the tour that we did. No, together. we actually we still we haven't did. moved on to in ears. It's only Tom. Oh. We still play to a click, uh, but uh, Tom is the only yeah, one yeah. that. Had, oh no, actually. And our bass is Chris. I've tried it a lot, but like I had banged so much that I always end up fucking it up or like I lose it in my ears. Or that was kind of chaining yeah. at first. That was me. Yeah. Have you tried getting molded ears? No, yeah. I haven't yet. It's That's gotta be the like next step for in sure. There. You have to do that. Like our next step is in ears and like a cool rig uh, yeah. that we can travel with, so that you know, I mean, we're sounding good every night. Absolutely. So no matter where we are. Once you enjoy your in ears, it's going to be a life changing yeah. experience. No, for, for sure. You. But also, like, I feel like a lot of the time it's nice playing with monitors too, especially if you like. Yeah, it's it, cool having it the depends extra on stage the, uh, Yeah, on the sound guy the as sound. well, because sometimes you'll get that front row crowd, and if the monitors aren't on, some of them don't get any of the vocals. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the problem yeah. with it. That yeah. is the problem with it, and that's why I. My new thing is that I want the monitors to be on all yeah, the time. Exactly. But also. But not too loud that it feeds back. Yeah, yeah. So on this Oceano, we just did a run with Oceano, yeah. and there were no cabs on stage oh, and okay, that yeah. to me Bum eliminates me out, dude, the entire like yeah, stage so sound at all like, uh, no i know yeah uh, and it, it's like 
you can't even feel the sound on stage to a point that you just don't even know if stuff yeah. is is going over a lot. That's the thing. Like, rigs are getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and it's just like yeah. I want to go of bigger. Times it's, yeah, no, exactly because you want that. Like so that's Dude, the, that's oh. the thing against that's that's the thing about the AI, right? It's like yeah, there's all these amp modelers and stuff, but yeah. when push comes to shove. A cab with a fucking loud no, exactly. Ass no, that's true. That's fucking sick, bro. Exactly. You know, you that's why it. I say like these yeah. artists are worrying for nothing because yeah, it's yeah. never like did the camera kill portrait artists? No, it didn't. People still paint. Yeah, exactly. Like, the I, medium will always be there. I will. Yeah. I also always like to err on the side of acceptance. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember with YouTube playthroughs, there were people who were like, "Fuck that! I'm not posting playthroughs." Now, who are the musicians that we hear about? They're the people yeah. who have shit on the internet exactly. that people are sharing. Yeah. Like, that's where it's at. I mean, you only live once. Like, just fucking yeah, dude. You do everything you can. Like, create as much art as you can. And, like, I've spent hours creating that stuff. It's, like, really addictive. And, like you said, it's, it's like, an escape. And it's just that catharsis of being able to do something like that. So, yeah, it's rad. It's also a part of just... I think it's important to, like, embrace tools and use every tool possible. Normally, when you... Like you were saying... When you don't want to be about something, it's usually out of place of fear. Yeah. And it's better to be someone who's not living a fearful life. Because yeah, for sure. Like, don't let it bother you. Just keep doing you. you yeah, know what I mean? keep doing you. Yeah. That's all, really. No, for sure. Got another question, Harry? Yeah, I've got <laughs> one uh, for Duncan. This comes from uh, Jean-Luc. Mm-hmm. Uh, is driving in the U.S. confusing because we drive on the wrong side of the road? Um, I think and in the beginning, I remember... No, I think Chris is so good. Like, Chris is our bassist <laughs> that does most of the driving, and he's super good. On this tour, we've luckily had US dudes. Um, but I'm not going to lie, I think it has gotten the boys a few times, especially when we're super fatigued, like coming back from a show, and we're like, are we on the wrong side of the road right now? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah, know, that's a nightmare. That would be terrible. But yeah, no, it's, it's not too bad. I think the boys are used to driving this side as well. Cool. Uh, it uh, is confusing when uh, we go over uh, and we have to drive on the left. It, Luckily, we've had we have bus drivers because we don't. But crossing yeah. the street, but uh, so when you're crossing. in the UK, it's like so I don't know. I can't get a beat on which the way cars are going. The only time we've from. ever had a run in with cops in the US was on our first US tour, and it was because we were in Georgia and we didn't realize that if there's like a, I don't know, like a police person or like an ambulance coming by, you have to change lanes or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we didn't change lanes, so they pulled us over because of that. And uh. then, like, it was, like, during the day, and they came to us, like, flashlights, and they're shining it in our eyes, and they're, like, your pupils are dilated, and we're, like, oh, no, and they pulled us out of the van, and I all we had, yeah, that. all we had with us was weed, and they ended up finding all the weed and shit, and uh, we were with this one cop, like, the, the fat white cop, and he was, like, just standing <laughs> with his hand on his gun the whole time, and we were there, yeah. like, Oh, no. Like, just with the hands in the air for nothing. And he was like, you guys in a band? And we we're like, yeah, we, we play in a band. We, we, we need to get to a show tonight. And he was like, oh, like Creed? And we were just like, yeah, man, exactly. Yeah, like, like we were trying to get in yes. his good book. And the other cop that was searching the van, he was definitely a stoner. Because, like, you'd find carts that we had. And he'd be like, this is a shit cart. If I know. And he's like, this is good. Like, I would smoke this. And we just like, oh, my God, what's going on? And luckily, right at the end, they ended up letting us go. That's but like cool. he was like, uh, yeah, luckily. Because we told him, I mean, in South Africa, it's legal. Uh, and we were like, we didn't know. We got it in a legal state as well. Is yeah. it so, legal in South Africa? Yeah, it is. It oh. is. Uh, to, to have uh, like quite a lot on, on your person. And it's just not legal to smoke in public, but you can have and you can grow on your own property. Yeah. Which is I cool. think pretty much most states here, it's like 
Do it's pretty much like that. Yeah. The Back part. then, it wasn't in Georgia. I know okay. now it is. Okay. But yeah, it was super scary. And like right. they were like, this is like you're going to get deported type of thing. And we were oh like, if God. that happens, that's like a stamp on our passport and we can't back, come back for like 10 years. They even told us, they were like, usually a band will have a roadie that can take the fall. And we were like, <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? Uh, oh yeah, so God. that was crazy. At the end, they gave me a piece of paper. They were like, write your band name down here. Yeah? And I was like shaking so bad. Oh, I bet. But like I barely got the name down. Yeah. Let us go. We really got lucky, yeah, and, and ever since worse. then, we're so scared of of US cops. I like, that we don't tour, travel yeah. with a lot of stuff. Uh, if we do, it's just like enough to swallow. Yeah, <laughs> smart. <laughs> smart. Because to. it is usually like like people will let you go, but it does give them a reason to search you yeah. and yeah. to Absolutely. try to get and you And they into see trouble. our South African passports, and they're right. like, "Let's go!" Oh yeah, we on the way back into the states after our last show in Vancouver. We got pulled over because we weed is legal in Canada, and Rob and I smoke yeah. like chimneys. Yeah. So we were just chiefing in the van, and it smelled like <laughs> pot. At the border, yeah. At the and border we had a ton of cash time. on us, obviously yeah. from all the merch in Canada. So they gave us a pretty fucking hard time. Jesus, yeah. but then that's always the worst. Yeah, they see the money, and they're oh, like, yeah. "How do you have this much money? You guys have to be." No, they were right. being straight up dicks, and they were like. All right, man, we're going to, you should just tell me what you got because we're going to search the man. I'm like, search it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've gotten lucky a lot. Even though we were driving over the French border on like one of the Europe tours as well. And we just didn't, we had a big ass bong in the seat and we just weed <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and they pulled us over and they also like took everything out and they sat us down. They were like, you know, this is like two years in jail. And our label owners just got his head in his hands and it's like, oh. <laughs> and uh, eventually, he's, Chris, take, he's bases, taking the fall for our it. Our basis, Chris, actually uh, ended up like taking the rap for it because he was like, uh, he's like, I have arthritis in my wrist, and like, I'm t- like, this is for me. Like, I have to take this. And then they went to like the back, and they were like going through our merch. It was so weird. Yeah, like they were grabbing yeah. our shirts and stuff. And then they grabbed a CD, and they're like, "Is this you guys?" And we're like, "Yeah." And then they asked us to <laughs> sign the CD. <laughs> We signed the CD for the cops, gave it back to them, they let us go, and they took the merch. Well, just like one for each of them, and we were like, what the fuck? As it we, we actually offered the cops in the US when we got stuff. We were like, do you guys want some merch? And they were like, no, that would be like accepting a bribe. Yeah, and we were yeah. like, oh, okay. Oh. You know, the one, the one thing that I will say about the US cops is they're super not corrupt. Yeah. In terms of like no, definitely. They're scary and, as fuck, yeah, bro. Yeah. I watch too much cops, so they're like my biggest fear. And everything, but they don't accept any bribes or n- nothing Definitely. like that. They're very like no in yeah, South Africa. In South Africa, if you have like a hundred rand with you, which is like ten dollars, yeah, you just put that in your because uh, in your driver's like license or your your wallet, and you give that over when the dude <laughs> asks, and you just yeah. take the money and give your shit back and let you go. <laughs> and like, yeah, like that's. Peace. Not a thing. Sometimes they'll even ask you. Like we've had like well, I've gone pulled over with like family members, and they're like. Uh, I'm hungry. Like, they'll be like, I'm hungry. Like, don't you want to, like, get me lunch or something like that? And then they, then they like, asking for a bribe. And that happens yeah, so yeah. much in Holy South Africa. Shit. You can literally pay your way out of probably yeah. any situation. So that happened to uh, my old band, Animosity. We drove, like, pretty deep into Mexico to play some shows. And we got pulled over a bunch of times. And every time they'd, like, we'd have to pay them off. Like, yeah. they just pulled us over just to get some money. That's the one scary thing about going into Mozambique, like one of those places I told you about, because you cross over this border. But we usually, when we do it, we go with a band from Mozambique so that they can look out for us. Okay. But, like, the, the cops at the border there, or like the border patrol, they have AKs. And, like, 
they're known for like, especially if you're in a band, like they'll just come and like point the guns at everybody in the van and ask for your IDs, but you must never give them your IDs. That's what the other band told us. What? Because as soon as you give them your IDs, then they won't give you back your, your passports and stuff until you uh, uh, give them a bribe. So you're just like, oh. Well, so, but if you refuse, it. then yeah. they can't, they won't shoot you. But like they're still pointing guns at you and it's like really intense. Not a good and they like search every inch of your van and like, but then we had the other band like in front of us, they stopped when we got stopped and then they came out and they started like shouting at those border patrol dudes and like leave them alone and blah blah blah, blah. and they <laughs> oh like my God. us through there that's yeah. horrifying for a, a yeah. band coming but from America Botswana doesn't have that in my opinion Botswana is the coolest scene that's the one I said okay. you, sh- you guys should check out Vice actually done like a little a thing on the Botswana metal scene it's, really it's, it's okay. insane it's like oh, probably one of the only that. places in the world where you can play to like a fully like African audience and it's exactly what you expect, like going to to Africa to play a show. Like in in Johannesburg and in Cape Town, I'm not gonna lie, there's a lot of like white metalheads. You don't see yeah, a lot yeah. of like <laughs> people of color. But like in Botswana, it's crazy, dude. It's uh, like no, no other metal scene you've ever seen in your life. It's it's crazy. People were just like uh, there's a guy with like a big ass uh, uh, like barrel just filled with beer. And he brought that into the show, and the bar was like, "What the fuck?" And he just started giving <laughs> beers to everybody. <laughs> really? And like, it, the bar didn't sell anything for the rest Holy of the night. Holy so shit! Like a crazy show, but the, it's just cool for the memory and the experience. And to say you've played there, just form the whole thing. It's insane. Well, it sounds amazing. amazing. And so, when you cross into borders like that, everyone's speaking different languages. Yeah. Every border yeah, you cross. Yeah. That's right? why it's always like we have friends and bands in each of those countries. So like I said, whenever we do go there, we usually have those guys help us book the show Very or smart. something like that. So they look after you and make sure you don't go anywhere wrong. You know what I mean? Like I said, you need to know someone there, especially in those places, or else you end up in the wrong spot. And you're right. like, what the fuck? Totally. <laughs> Do you speak other languages? Um, you get 11 official languages in South Africa, but I only speak English and Afrikaans. Um, Afrikaans. I need to learn more. But s- like I've learned some phrasing and stuff like that. But your Afrikaans is like almost like Dutch or Flemish. Because you know, uh, South Africa got colonized by the British and the Dutch, like, uh, and okay. that's why it's just like it's like broken Dutch kind of. Gotcha. But I can All understand right. people when I'm in like uh, Berlin because some of them speak Flemish, and even in like Belgium and uh, places like that, it's super cool. Oh wow! wow. So yeah, because I was talking to Bass Chris, and yeah. Bass Chris also speaks. Yeah, Afrikaans. Yeah, he's like probably because the most of because he was raised Afrikaans. I was raised English, mm-hmm. but my mom is Afrikaans. Okay, so that's why Chris's accent is so yeah, like, yeah it's more super, heavy. Yeah, super <laughs> heavy. Uh, yeah. So everyone in your band speaks Afrikaans. Yeah, yeah, and they actually teach that in the schools. Okay, uh, some of the, some of the schools also teach Zulu. Uh, you have to choose between them, but yeah, that's why a lot of people are just able to talk. Luan Dile uh, is Zulu, right? I think so. I, I might be wrong, but I think he is. I remember yeah. that he speaks a lot of languages. Or, or there's Kosa as well, which is another one. And yeah, there's so many. Like uh, It's because like there's a lot of tribes in South Africa that lived in different areas. And they all spoke different languages. Wow. So that's why they're just trying to, you know, make sure that they, you know, immortalize these languages before they just disappear forever. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think that's uh, an important it's, yeah, thing. Yeah, it's super rad, actually, yeah. I think it's a, it's an unfortunate thing that a lot of people who immigrated to the U.S. decided to stop speaking that language or to only speak it to their significant other. Like, they didn't pass it on and teach their children to speak it. Like, Naveen's grandparents speak Yiddish yeah. and didn't pass it on to uh, his dad. 
So that's like a language that's yeah. going to end up being lost over time. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah, it, it is sad. It's super sad. But like, yeah, yeah, that's why we just have to learn that shit and try know, and keep huh? it alive. Yeah. Even though, yeah, it's probably like super hard. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's hard too. Yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't think very many, many people speak that language. So it's, uh, Sounds insane. Yiddish. Yeah. Yeah. Yiddish. It's like Jewish language. They call it, actually, they call it Jewish. They don't even. They call it Jewish, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's just Jewish. But it's not Hebrew. It's some other thing. Do you know where that originated? Uh, Pretz European. Okay. Yeah, some part a lot like of the Czech language as well. Like, is insane because like I read some street signs in like Prague, for instance, and it's yeah. like K's next to Z's, and like you just look yeah. at the word and you're like, how do you pronounce? That? I know, I know. <laughs> right. It's cool. I love it. Yeah, it's crazy. We got some more Harrison. cues over there. Yeah. Uh, Simulate asked, "Who designed the Intio shirts? Who designs the shirts? Many. Well." There aren't many different people that are, but there are like three different artists that I go to, to who I think like stylistically fit what we do. And I go to them. Alex Goulet is one of them. There's a dude named Poison Dust. Uh, Eleron Cantor did our He's amazing. album art yeah. that we haven't debuted yet, but oh, it'll come yeah. out. I'll show it to you in a second. Yeah, Ooh, he's, cool. a, he's amazing. <laughs> like he really I, is. I, when I, when he sent me the initial just like charcoal sketch yeah. for our album, I like shed a tear just because it was perfectly what I asked exactly him to do. Yeah, yeah. No, he's so good. We actually, we wanted to work with him in 2019 for the Mob Justice album, but then the label at that time, we went with Unique Leader, the previous label. Sadly, couldn't afford it. Yeah, but I've met him. I've met him twice, actually, at shows in Europe. Oh, okay. He's oh, really? Such a cool guy. Yeah. yeah, I haven't met him yet. I hope to he's super next cool. year. You definitely will when you guys uh, are back in Europe again. Yeah, sure. yeah. Especially I'm if he's worked with you guys. He loves to come and have okay. people sign like yeah, art. Yeah. yeah, one of my. I'm so excited to have our album art just as a piece without our logo on it, just as yes. something to put on the oh wall because God, it's a fucking. Yeah. The stuff he does is a. Wo- a magnificent work of art it's so insane like, like he really is insane. definitely one of the best yeah. in the scene he's worked he with is. so many insane bands he too. really like, has like, yeah all the biggest ones in yeah the scene. Know, yeah close. he's amazing so. like the stuff he's done for thy arts is just insane yeah i, I love but, the uh, thy art stuff the human yeah. target one oh my god all the oh, bodies just being like, crushed it's by so like this good it's just so even malevolence's new album art that like people like underwater or something that looks like a ceiling it's so insane yeah and arch spires art i feel like is classic art i mean venom prison he did fantastic he actually like paints it all by hand, doesn't he? Or like, is uh, it real th- or is it like digital? Because it, it is, is digital. It's so insane there is some digital. The brush strokes and like, it's so insane. It looks straight up like Baroque style, like fucking. Because like, I was like zooming in yeah. on the one he did for us, and I'm like, fuck, like there's so much little detail in there. It's the best. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you use, you know, but I think it's not. I don't think it's painted. I think I'm it not is sure digital. what he did with ours. I think it's digital, but there, it there are. Uh, program or like apps that you can use on your or ipad like that's like brush strokes and stuff yeah yeah well, i can't i can't remember procreate. the name of procreate is oh, one yeah, that yeah, i'll yeah. use yeah and it's like perfect brush so strokes insane, and it looks like, i yeah. think kaylin stokerman like his stuff looks too. so timeless like it just looks like it's yeah, yeah, i love it like it's like you're buying a piece of art that's been around for like 200 years i know that's, <laughs> that's what i i mean i'm a huge fan and that's i going forward i Want to use Elrond all the time because he's sure. the AI fantastic. thing. I don't know. We might have an AI Elrond. <laughs> well, definitely. Like Fuck you could probably get something. Duncan, but I don't know. Try like, it like I said, like in a year from now, it's going to be so hard to tell the difference between the AI generated stuff and real art. It's actually yeah. that. That's yeah. what scares people. I think it's like, and it's it's just gonna. There's going to be so much art out there. You know what I mean? 
We should actually be more afraid of AI taking over the world than about uh, <laughs> definitely. AI that's what I think. I mean, art. if it's advancing this far, like let's sure. let's make our worries macro <laughs> instead of micro. I know, right? Yeah. right? Don't worry about the art. Yeah, Don't worry about, Just being yeah. A about the cool things we can do Not, before it annihilates yeah, us. But all. also yeah. worry yeah. about yeah, and also worry about that you're gonna die someday. So I don't think that AI art is no, like exactly. the thing that's to focus on. That sounds like it'd be so cool to just be immortalized or be able to like. I think with the especially with the AI generated music, like we can finally hear new songs from artists who we love that have died yeah. like, well, perhaps like it might some people be like it's soulless it's not them but it's like the closest thing we'll get to I want to hear, hear Zappa I want to yeah, hear that's, like that's, that's my mind Zappa. went immediately to Zappa yeah like, I mean but what direction yeah. would you go because there's so many different like avenues you could go with well, that's Definitely. the fantastic part is that you could go like this era of you, Zappa. Have you to, could go mothers yeah. you could go you have like to define play- which like See, with, with a lot of those, you can like feed it your whatever you want. So you can just take one era of Zappa and feed it just that and be like, I want a new song from this uh, like era. That's, like, you know oh, what I mean? that's that the dream. That's yeah. amazing. I want to do it. Yeah. New soul Definitely, nature. yeah. <laughs> new soul nature. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Harrison. All right. Uh, this one was kind of answered in the pre-show, but a few people have asked, will there ever be an Entheos Volvodinia collaboration? Yeah, Who knows? Know. Actually, Chris and I talked about doing some stuff, okay. uh, but we never really made it happen. But definitely. Uh, that's May- something that we definitely want to do. Maybe even like a cover together. That could be so cool. That I'm not opposed sick. to that at all. I mean, no, I'm down. I think we should yeah. do it. I yes. do too. 100%. That'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. So, yes, we'll do so, yeah. it at some point. We're Let's also do. doing one right now on this podcast. That's, that is oh, yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's the collab. <laughs> yeah, a talking collab. Let's do Evanescence Wake Me Up. <laughs> all right. Are, so, am I the rapper and you're doing the singing? Or? Just swap the roles. I'll be like, I wanna be Emily. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Go. All right, I got. I got it already. <laughs> I love it. Lauren Dillon knows the whole track of the hard as well. I bet he does. Right. It's one of, like our, of our, our, you know, bus tracks. We're just always playing that in Toto Africa. And uh, there's this other one. I think it's by Hokum. Perfect day. I always listen to the song. It sounds like a like a song that would be in like. I don't know, high school musical or something, and the band hates it, but I always listen to it. And perfect it's like, day. Perfect day. Everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know that. That's yeah, all, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the band's like, bro, and I'll be in the shower just Nothing like fucking vocally to that track. That yeah, one, that's yeah, like, okay. <laughs> they're like, bro, what the fuck? When did you become a white mom? I'm like, bro, <laughs> this is my shit, man. <laughs> You've been in the States too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm losing my mind, bro. <laughs> Well, All right, yeah. That's more cues Got any more or questions? What? That's, that's it for the questions. All right, it. let okay. me get into no the... Collar, no collar, no brave collar. What, Come what on, a bunch of, what a bunch brave of chumps. Uh, okay, we've got some in the Twitch, so I'm going to get in there. Um, uh, Dan Lousy says, are you going to use AI art for the next Volvodinia album? Yes, well, the next single. So the next single is going to be about AI and we're actually using AI art for that. But uh, the next full length album is actually going to be about like Bob and his backstory, like a cool horror type themed album, almost like a mixture of like House of a Thousand Corpses and Leatherface's family and the Adams family. So Bob has a whole bunch of quirky characters who he grew up with and a lot of them are even <laughs> crazier than Bob. So we're just trying to bring more characters into the Volvo universe with this next album. You get like a mask made for Bob. 
some cool shit like that because oh, the fans sick. love him so much yeah, after yeah. that last album with all the memes and shit so we're like we got to give him a backstory and uh, it's going to be like entering the mind of a different serial killer in each album almost like psycho sadistic design yeah I was going to say because that uh, that, that entire yeah. album was like about different serial yeah, killers yeah so we're just trying to be a bit more tasteful mm-hmm. uh, and not like you know brutal like I don't know if you guys have uh, watched Hannibal the series no uh, but like so there's like a detective in the series that can enter the mind of like a different serial killer and kind of you know sees their perspective and sympathizes for them in a lot of ways so we want to do that like make it more of a like psychological thriller type thing oh that's right and that's probably gonna i feel like we're probably gonna go with shindy uh, real for that artwork he's like the one of the main art dudes with unique leader at the moment and his stuff's so sick we're actually busy with like also with a, a little like um graphic novel for a uh, pre infinity for the last album that we're going to be working with uh with shindy on so oh, awesome. I, I'm actually, sick, uh, I'm also like with the ai generated art um uh, me and my wife are actually busy creating a trading card game as well called uh, blood for blood and um, we're using oh. art from there to do it so i'm really good with graphic design so it's just like i already know how to create the art i mean the the the, the card design the layout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the layout yeah. for the cards and then i'm using ai to generate the artwork for it so it's going to almost be like magic the gathering but uh necromancers uh that or, or, sorry hemomancy so like uh wizards that use blood and you have okay. your life points are what you use to summon creatures and use spells, and you steal blood from the other people that you're playing against. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. So, that do you sick. play magic? Is that I love magic so much. Uh, uh, all trading card games, really, like mm-hmm. Magic, Pokemon, uh, Yu Gi Oh, all of that stuff. I'm super into it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm a heavy collector of just anything. Once I start collecting something, I can't stop. It's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I love all of that stuff and just being able to make my own card game. I was just thinking like, what can I do with, you know what I mean, with, with AI art? And I didn't want to go the yeah, general route yeah. with NFTs because everybody was doing NFTs and it's flooded that market so much. Yeah. So I was just like, no, let's create a trading card game, perhaps start a few graphic novels and just use that to, you know what I mean, paint the pictures that I want to, the stories I want to tell. That's awesome, man. And I think, you know, I was listening to another interview that you did uh, earlier today and the storytelling world that you have going on with Vulvodini, I think it's fantastic that you're attributing it to all of these places and using it for that because it... It makes sense to do a, a graphic novel. Yeah, definitely. Like that last album was like the first time we had to write a full on like, I don't know, like themed album. Uh, and like, it was almost like a novel's worth of lyrics that I wrote for the whole story because yeah, we were coming yeah. up with that whole Chaney story. Had and to then, do that too. Yeah, like and then that, having yeah. to like compress that all into just lyrics for songs, it was like yeah. there's so much info that the fans didn't get. So like we need to of do course. a graphic novel or something like that. And it's crazy. The story and the law is like all there in my head. And it's just like we need something to paint that picture better for like all the fans because some of them don't even know what the songs are about. But we I wrote the lyrics in a way as well that like even if you didn't know the whole story, you could drop in right, and like right. kind of just get your own, you know, feel of what do you think the song is about? Yeah, Which absolutely. Is, it's a thing with metal lyrics because I know you can relate to this. We spend so much time thinking and worrying and editing and, you know, yeah. just figuring out what the entire picture is. And it's really hard to condense it into patterns and what sounds best Definitely. to go on a record. Because you'll have like a line and you really want to like say that whole line, but like it probably has too many syllables or doesn't yeah. fit into the flow that you're going <laughs> for know. for that part. So yeah, you have to just change it up. And yeah, I've had to lose a lot of the story like that, but it's it's so rad like having the AI to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Just to like paint the story out there and just do it on my own. Yeah, you know it's I mean? incredible. It's a it's a big big deal. Oh yeah. All right. So we got a comment that's saying uh a Bob 
the butcher body pillow would be a sick merch item. Hell yeah. From we, Trash Baby. That That's actually, we've been thinking about that. We were thinking of calling them bobby pillows. Bobby and pillows. just like because yeah, yeah. we get them like just those big ass pillows yeah, yeah. that usually have that the would be freaking oh, Bobby. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, right. yeah. No, it, it took would be a perfect. second. But we were actually even thinking second. of doing like plushies as well of Bob and like there's gonna be a whole bunch of shit. We oh, we're smart. looking into getting someone to be Bob with us on tour. Oh, okay. you're doing like do the, ne- the like how Necrogoblin? Hey, yeah, yeah definitely. Like I think we took a lot of influence from like Necrogoblin with Bob being our mascot. Yeah, even even like. Uh, I don't know. We'd love to, like, especially for big festivals and stuff, make our live show more like Gua or like something crazy. Oh, okay. yeah. Like Iron Maiden, Gua, just those crazy theatrics. Like, and even some of Rammstein's concerts, like a big dick shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. all over people. Love it. Yeah, that's, your, that's stuff that people will talk about forever after going to a show. That's so. very true. I mean, dude, Necro, we toured with Necrogoblicon and people, like, uh, not to discredit Necrogoblicon because they're amazing, yeah. but. Most people go up to John yeah, Goblicon and it's talk so to him though. and have and think he's the vocalist, even though they just <laughs> saw them live. They have no idea anyone else is in the band. No, that, like, that's I feel like you, yeah, you also got to make sure that your mascot doesn't end up getting bigger than you. That always <laughs> happened with Bob the Butcher being in all these album covers. People were like they they knew Bob, but they were like, "Who's this band, Volvadenia?" Like, yeah. we don't care about you. We care about Bob. That's <laughs> how, that is how I heard about you guys is because Bob was showing up in different, and I'm like, who the fuck is, like i don't dude, that was one Bob? of the best marketing ploys we ever done like yeah, i was just yeah, like because we, we got the artwork layered by this uh, ukrainian artist named Damorph, uh and he's worked with black dahlia as well on an album and like a bunch of other bands that we love and he sent it layered so i had bob just like on his own as a png and i was like this makes it so easy like we can just put him anywhere and then i think mental cruelty like posted this thing of their uh, last album with him in it and then i was like this is it I'm going to steal this idea and just put him in everything. And then I started Facebook just released that feature where as a page, your page becomes a profile. So you can now comment as your band on other bands profiles and shit. So I was just pasting their album art, but with Bob in it on other pages of like bigger bands. And it was just getting so many likes and it all these bigger bands are just forced to see us. And, I was <laughs> yeah. like, yes, and their fans are forced to see you I as well. I loved it. And it's then the I actually got hit up uh, by uh, another good friend of mine that works for Carnifex and aborted. Uh, and uh, fuck, I'm just trying to think now. Yeah. Uh, Instagram you know, what I'm talking yeah, about. I know. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I started working with him doing some stuff uh, with aborted's mascot, And we've done like a crossover, which was super rad. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and being able to work with Carnifex and the character that they had too. It was just like insane, dude. Uh, so, it opened so many doors for us, definitely. Well, someone in uh, the chat was asking how Bob came about in the first place. So was uh, Bob... Air Icarus. Yeah. Brad. That's it, Brad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Brad, Brad Seed. Yeah, 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 he's the best. I love him so Dude, much. Dude, he's very and on top of it. Yeah, yeah, he, like, actually introduced me to so many people in the scene as well. It was so cool just working with him. Like, he's done wonders for all the bands. Oh, I was going to ask, Harrison, <laughs> could you go le- Could you open the door? Because that's what Pappy wants. <laughs> what do you want to do? Go he wants to go outside. He's been in there meowing for a while. Oh, scumbag. Harrison's our cat tech. Love it. Le meow. God. You always need that. I know. We I need know. a cat. We were talking about it today. It'd be so cool to have like a pet with you on tour, like a yeah. tour dog. I yeah, know. Yeah. There are bands you know who have I mean? done it. It's I've so rad. Bands, I'd yeah. love that so much, just being yeah. able to take your pet on the road with you. Yeah, I know. Honestly, uh, this sounds crazy, but Pappy, that cat, yeah. he could do it. Like, Dude, he, I, I, he, I don't we, doubt we, it, bro. We drove here from Santa Cruz, California with him, and he like just handled it like a total champ. He really I mean, did. He just, 
we stayed in hotels and we would just like put him in the hotel and he'd just be like, he would just do his normal like routine. But <laughs> even, even when we would put him in the car, so we had like a small, we have a small Veloster yeah. type hatchback and he would just climb behind the seat behind me while I was driving and put himself to sleep for a few hours. He'd come up and use like the litter, eat a little bit, <laughs> look out the window to see what's going yeah. on with the cars like, and you he'd could, just escort I'm himself you, dude, back. You could travel with that cat. Like, you really he's, could. He's seriously amazing. We <laughs> call him awesome. the traveling cat, actually. Like, I love that, actually, because yeah, it's not often that you get a cat that will like, stay, stay oh. with you. That was just like head out. Um, I know. Well, the other cat that we have was like a total mess. It was, <laughs> we, had, we had to fucking drug her because she was like freaked out in the car. Yeah, yeah. Not down. Yeah, but, but he just did like a champ, man. It was amazing. I uh, we didn't quite answer where. How did Bob? Oh, yeah. come about. Oh, oh okay. So actually, uh, during our 2016 album uh, Psychosadistic Design, we just told the artist uh, Aditya Wadana is his name, an Indonesian guy, super good. Uh, we just asked him. We want like a crazy looking serial killer on the cover, like drowning someone in vomit. And uh, he was like, okay. you know, it's funny when I hear the stuff you tell people to do. It's <laughs> stuff. It's the total opposite of what I ever <laughs> tell anyone to do. I'd be like, avoid vomit. Or, you know, like, no, yeah, because so, like our very first track was called Drowned in Vomit. So like we would we re-recorded that track for that album. So I was like, this would be the perfect artwork. And he sent back a few variations of Bob, like this killer on the cover. And eventually, we just settled on on that image of Bob. Oh, I would love to see the other. Ones. And uh, we, I don't know why he got the name Bob. Like I think we just looked at it one day and we were like, "That's Bob." Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just stuck. And we started. I remember we made memes in 2016 with that first like version of Bob, and it would just be like him chilling there, and it's like, "This is the uh, elite male physique, whether you like it or not." <laughs> just him with these big ass guts, and yeah, so that shit always done well. And that's why we actually incorporated him in the artwork for that album because. Uh, Psychosadistic Design was our best-selling album and we wanted that character somewhere on the cover so that those fans can, you know, reciprocate that. And it just was the best for the memes. Yeah. He wasn't even, like, in the story, really, but he's still in the same universe. Like, we didn't write about him in the lyrics, but he was there experiencing the invasion. Oh, well. So, it, is marketing something that you think about or is it just something you're naturally really good at? No, it's something I definitely think about because yeah. if it wasn't for Facebook and social media, we wouldn't have been able to break out of South Africa. Oh, like, yeah. it was like, I remember in the beginning, I would just have like this copy-pasted message that just said like, hey, you're into brutal music. I think you'd like my band's EP. And then I would go to like, if Suicide Silence just made a new post at like 10 minutes ago and it has like 100 likes, you know, those people are online right now. So, I would like literally go on like my shitty Blackberry while spam. I was working like construction jobs like slip away and just spam yeah like like 100 people like every hour type of thing and back then Facebook didn't really send spam messages to you know like a message request inbox or anything oh, right. yeah, so yeah. like half of those people were like fuck off don't spam me and the other half were like fuck yeah this is sick <laughs> so we built our first like 10,000 followers on Facebook doing that and then it kind of just snowballed after that and then we moved on to memes like just taking meme videos putting our songs over them and that is probably one of the best ways to promote because like I, I wasn't spending a cent on on ads and we were getting really like a lot of views on those videos and people asking what song is this so that was the the second step and then i got heavily into facebook ads and i feel like i wish i'd gotten into it sooner because ads the cost of ads are increasing every day oh, yeah. and 
like four years ago, I could reach like, you know what I mean? Like 400,000 people for the price that you could reach like 40,000 people now. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, getting into Facebook ads back then helped so much for sure. Totally. And featuring all these big artists that we're into, like Trevor and uh, Adam Warren and uh-huh. you know, all of those people that we, we looked up to. It's super cool. Absolutely. I think that I, I think your mindset is admirable. And I think that it is something that people should like really listen to and consider because you had to work really fucking hard to make it out of a scene where not a lot of people make it out of. And it's like, I, I think that it's a certain kind of drive or a special kind of drive that is derived from like that. And it, it has made you a person with a special work ethic because you you had to work hard. Yeah. That struggle. Like I feel like it comes with a lot of art, like struggle creates some of the best art in the business. And like, yeah, I feel like, I didn't have anything else. Like I dropped out of school and like my, I didn't come from a rich family or anything yeah. like that. So like, I was like, I had to fight for this band to work or else I was going to be on the street like, or yeah, like yeah. working dead in jobs. So yeah, that was just the drive. I remember like in 2015, we weren't taking any money from the first two albums and I moved to Durban to be closer to the band for the first time. So we could start playing live shows. And I was living in like this tiny little room with my fiance and I was paying like, $150 a month for, for rent. And I, w- I was, uh, I was, yeah, not bad, but <laughs> I was only earning $200 um, because we actually moved there for my fiance for her job offer that she got. And the one day she got robbed while well, we got robbed coming back from her workplace. And she had a bunch of confidential information and paperwork. She worked for an insurance company <coughs> and then uh, they fired her because we got robbed. Holy like shit. this is like two weeks after moving there and we needed to pay rent. And like, I just had the band. I had like no skills really besides like construction and sales and shit like that. So I went and I handed my, my CV out to like every place that I could. And uh, eventually there was like this mechanic shop and I, I, I've never driven. I can't drive. And I'm like 27. <laughs> and anyway, so like this mechanic shop phoned me and they were like, uh, you want to come in for an interview? Like they were looking for a mechanic and I'd never worked on a car in my life. And I got there and he was like, the guy in the interview was like, so can you overhaul an engine? Like, can you do the service on a car? Can you change brake pads? And like, I was just like saying yes to everything because I needed <laughs> yeah. the work so bad. Oh yeah. And that, uh, the next day they phoned me and they're like, you got the job. And I started on the Monday at this mechanic shop. I got there, there was like an ambulance there and they're like, jack up the ambulance, do a full service, change the brake pads, change the oil. And then they just left me because oh. they wanted to see if I actually knew anything. And there's Wi-Fi in the workshop. So I was like, I need to go shit. I ran to the bathroom and I was just watching YouTube tutorials <laughs> on how to jack up a car. Oh my and God. And like, I immediately, I went out there. I was like, I got this. Jacked up this ambulance, changed the brake pads, done the oil, sorted it all out, put the wheels back on, like jacked it down. They were like, wow, that's a good job. And then, then I started <laughs> learning more from this dude. And like, I was earning $200 oh a God, month, dude. a month, shit. working Monday to Saturday, like nine to five. $200 was like nothing. And my rent was 150 So I had like $50 for groceries for the entire month. And Chris, our guitarist Chris at that time, came over to my place and he was so shocked. He was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why are you living in this little fucking place? Like, we need to do something now and make the band viable. And then he moved into this place and there was like a, a, a little house connected to it, like for less rent. And he spoke to his landlord and he was like, can't Duncan move in there and then I moved in there and I remember I had like two weeks while Chris was away to accumulate like maybe like 
$500 to pay my rent. And it was the first time I just hustled online. Like I'd done like five guest features and like yeah, done yeah. a whole bunch of shit and I made that rent. And then we moved yeah, in man. together and that was like our Volvo house that we recorded the Psychosadistic Design album in. That's amazing, That's man. amazing. Yeah, so like if it wasn't for the band, I wouldn't, I'd be still be living a shitty life. So it's like, I've got to make this shit work and make sure it's doing really well. You know, I can totally fucking relate to you. There's nothing. Love that, I, I, had, I d- haven't done the mechanic thing or any of that. <laughs> But there's nothing in my life that I've ever envisioned myself doing aside from playing music and being an artist. And like Definitely. every job I've done or had has been a job that I've taken out of necessity, thinking yeah. about how I can use it to fund my band. Exactly. And it's like, that's why the, the like DIY thing is always going to be a part of me. And that hard work ethic is always going to be a yeah, part of me. That, yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's very important to keep no matter where your band gets, no matter who how you're big selling, you get, you no know, matter how you big you get. remember that because then it always like whenever I'm like get lost in the tour or anything, I just think back yeah. to that time and I'm like, this is why I'm doing what yeah, I'm doing. Dude, now, I know, know there'll be some days where I'm answering man. emails and I'm like, fuck, this is like too many emails to answer. But I remember 10 years ago when I, I was just like riffing. Yeah, you wish I was you refreshing my fucking email. Yeah. Like, I wish someone would fucking yeah. email <laughs> yeah, me. I got you, exactly. You know, yeah. and it's it actually is a dream come true Definitely. to be able to do this. It really is, and that's why I say that to people every day. And like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they understand how much it means, but it really is like a dream come true. Like, even on the on that last tour, like flying into California and getting to spend the day in Hollywood, it was like, what the fuck? Everybody back home was like freaking out because it's like very few people from where I'm from get to do that type of shit. So it's yeah, done. Yeah. And being in a band doing what we do, yeah. like a lot of people in music schools, they are like, you can't expect to make a living playing metal. I know. Or like, I and now always. we're doing better than most rock bands. I know. So it's like, fuck you, <laughs> I man. Are they trying man. to meme us? Like, oh, if you, the drummer does a lot of fills, you're not going to make any money. Or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm doing catch, fills the whole entire time. Yeah, you do you. Yeah, dude. The background of my phone says, I'm living my dreams. So I that's, love that. Yeah. That's genuinely how I feel every fucking day. That's yeah. genuinely how I feel on there, There's a, a KRS-One song. KRS-One is like one of my favorite rappers, but he has a song called Dreams. Anybody go and check it out. It's like just that exactly. It's like I'm manifesting my dreams and everything that happens happens for a reason. That's yeah. what's yeah. up. I think that's a good place to end this podcast. Yeah, man. That's uh, really good. Cheers, man, Duncan. Love you, man. Thank you so much. All right, we're going to go over to the Twitch uh post oh, show yeah. hang yeah, for a couple minutes show. we'll see what's but, up uh, yeah appreciate it, everybody and um, oh, yeah. we will see you motherfuckers this was a bonus episode this is a bonus it. episode thank you guys so much yeah, for man. tuning Duncan, in Duncan dude love thanks you. for yeah, coming Duncan, in you fucking roll, good bro. time alright we'll see you motherfuckers next week peace yeah. Yeah.